Hello and welcome to the 10 Pence Arcade Podcast. My name is Sean Alice Holly and I am 52 years old and I live in Blackburn. Over in Osset, is it? Yeah, something like that. Hi. Uh, it's, it's Sullivan Alice Louise Guilford of Pixel Hunt and Twitch fame. And how old are you, sir? I am 40 something or other. On planet Earth. I was good, born good in a hospital out of my mum. Wow. That's that's unusual. Sol <laughs> 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 became... Hello. F- uh, hi, sorry, thanks, thanks for co-hosting with me while Vic's on hiatus. That's an American word, isn't it? Hiatus. It might not be. So, so came first be- first behind Charlie Farr in our 2018 high score league championship. He won an official 10 pence shirt, which he now uses to drive the car. OMG. So, 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 Sol, 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 Hello. mate, what tell Hello. us a little bit about your home arcade, which started with one cab and then went to more. Uh, yeah. Um, hello, Sean, and firstly, thanks for having me on. That's very Sorry. kind of you. Sorry, is I it have. really four years ago since I, I won that T-shirt? I think it is, yeah. Wowzers trousers. And then you went really off the boil. You lost the plot, didn't you? Yeah. You let yourself down. A... You let me down. I, I became involved with a drug running scam and had to go into hiding for a few years. Uh, did you? I'm back now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back now. <laughs> Home arcade. Yeah. Um, well, firstly, we can blame uh, listener and he's, and he's been a guest on this pod, uh, Chris CMP, for uh, turning me to the dark side. Mm. Um, it started, I picked up, me and my brother picked up a couple of jammer cabs from Mo over at Videotronics in Bradford, who I believe um, used to provide Andy with a lot of the candy cabs back in, in the early days. Andy at RK Club, that is. Yeah, I think so, clarify. yeah. And the intention was just to get one and put it somewhere dry and play it when it was dry. And then one turned into five <laughs> and, and then a pinball turned up and yeah, uh, the, I, I, they're all just jammer cabs though, to be fair. They're not, um, I'm not as deep into the hobby as, uh, some listeners who, who are, uh, who are super like someone like Alex, Nintendo arcade, Alex, who I got my electrical MIDI from. I mean, some of, you know, Sheriff and Defender and all the originals. Really, my era of gaming was very much the Jammer Cabs. That's where I have an affinity. So. Yeah. So, so what what have you got in your Jammer Cabs at the minute, Sol? Um, a mixture of many things. One of them has Wonder Boy in there. Yeah. Wonder Boy PCB. One has Sunset Riders PCB. One. I don't have to keep saying PCB after it, does it? Do I? But no, I don't have to. It's nice. Though. Well, it is, it is nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who per- Percy B is. Uh, Sky Kid. Have I said that? I don't think so. No. Um, I've got my brother's Robocop PCB in there. And I've got um, a little known... I, I got this jammer cab from um, Spock, which I think is... Now he's finished on Star Trek. He's, he's got a, this app where you can buy new and used products. And uh, it, nice yeah, stuff, Spock, and it came with a Taito game called Dead Connection, which oh yeah is yeah it was new to me. I don't think I'd ever seen that before. I can't remember it from back in the day. 
Is it a um, bit like elevator action? Am I forgetting that right? No, it's a bit like... It's like a gangster cabal, but on a smaller scale. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of our listeners mentioned that many moons ago, yeah. As, as one yeah, of their favourites. Yeah, it's all right. It's... Um, I don't know whether it's worth anything or how much it commands or anything, but it's a bit of a laugh, you know. Is it a bit like Gyrus? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, there's no spaceships in it. Uh, Just gangsters. Uh, so no Just says... normal gangsters. All right, fair enough. That's all right. <laughs> is it a bit like... Um, is it a bit like Bubble Bubble? No, there's no bubbles in it. Just gangsters, normal gangsters. So it's gangsters. gangsters. Oh, you should have said. Yeah. Should have said so. Yeah. So sorry, have you said all your cabs? Sorry. Yeah, and and then and I picked up a demolition man pinball quite recently. Oh, I've played that, haven't I? Yeah, well, it's good, isn't it? It's a nice mm. uh, Williams wide body, and you get like this claw in it that picks your balls up, and it's, yeah, it's it's nearly as good as a film. To so make of that what you will. I love that film. We we watched it recently, me and wife, about probably six or seven months ago. It's a great film. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 kind of of its time, but it still stands up well. So it's not of its of its time, then, is it? If it stands up well, can you be no, of, it, it's of, on... its, of its time and and stand up well? If yeah, I think so. <laughs> as long as as long as you use some good support, then you can stand up well wherever, really. Good God, but we're not making any sense already. This is... <laughs> No, yeah. So normally you've got Vic here, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Tempering the daftness. Yeah. And being serious. And... We're both daft, aren't we? So that's that's yeah. good news. Sorry. Well, I think I better apologise to Vic actually for missing his Mariner and Battle of Atlantis scores last time. He did. He did send me the scores, and then I I think I was on my phone and I copied them into like a notepad kind of app on my phone and then forgot. And then I was I was reading out the scores thinking. Wonder why Vic's not put a score in, and he had. I did he tell you off? Yeah, yeah. So, so apologies, Vic. He he actually put he actually got fifty nine thousand eight hundred and thirty on Battle of Atlantis. Not a, not a bad crap tap crap tastic scramble rip off. Not a bad. Oh yeah, got it reprogrammed. Simply too hard when you get to the ocean spiders and electro death fish at the same time, and he got twenty seven four thirty on. Mariner, a bit pish. Not sure if it's just emulated badly in Mame. Hardly any sound effects. We discovered it was, weren't it? Mame, Mame is incomplete in the sound department. Seems okay until you get past level five with the flappy death fish. So apologies for that, Vic. He's put a score in for this one, which I have definitely written down and put into the score box. Pish, pish, fish. Yeah. What have you put here in the notes, young sir? Um. Well. Which here, just just above my notes, you've put that. Keep an eye on Ozzy Kongoff as Tagster is kill screen good now, right? So Tagster, listener, arcade club venturer, and man down on it. Come from a man down under. Um, he's improving, isn't he? His kill screen on Donkey Kong. Yeah. But last night, uh, I I just finished my stream on Twitch. And someone recommended Pinge, the Swedish arcade player, said, why don't you pop over here to uh, Kibi? Have a look at Kibi's stream. And Kibi's a friend of Tagster, or certainly an acquaintance, they know each other. And Kibi was going for the Nibbler world record last night. Oh, and I tuned right. in for 
I think it was closing in for the last half an hour of it. How long do you think he'd been he'd been playing uh, Nibbler for to to head for the world record, which he did get. The world record he set was uh, one. I'll try and do it with the right note. One billion two hundred thirty three million twenty two thousand three hundred fifty points. So yeah, that's the world point. record. Yep. It took him just over fifty hours. Wow. <laughs> when I tweeted, he was saying, "Oh, my head's just a little bit fuzzy now. I'm really struggling to concentrate." But yeah, because you've been up on this cab for fifty hours, mate. Can you have enough sort of time where you can have uh, go for a toilet break and that? You know, you can yes. rack up enough lives, kind of thing. He kind of said, "I think he'd allowed himself five minutes here and there, but there's certain certain screens on Nibbler where you can just let the snake loop." To allow ah. him to step away. Right. Yeah, 50 hours. 1.233 billion. So that's beat, beat Tim McAvee, is it? Has it beat him? Is the He was the one that the film was based on, I think. Um, I don't know. I lose track because the, that's the same, it's the same problem that you got with King of Kong, which incidentally is a wonderful film, documentary mm. slash movie slash um, perception of the truth, whatever. Uh, but that's been beaten countless times now, not it? So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Well, well done, mate. Well done, Kibby, and well done to to you, sir, for putting that one Photoshop. Did that. you like that? Because yeah, we, because uh, it it loops over. Photoshopping that one on top of the <laughs> score there. <laughs> yeah, it rolls over, doesn't it? Once you get to uh, a billion, it does. Does I? I, I cannot can... imagine playing it playing a machine for fifty hours. No, I think. I reckon I've got maybe three hours of top concentration in me before I start sort of losing it, I think. I think I've got about three minutes. <laughs> That's why I love these arcade games real quick to play, aren't they? Hmm. What have we been up to? Well, I've been up to Arcade Club, Arcade Club Blackpool opening night on the 9th of June. And I went a few days earlier to have a sneak peek around. It was kind of a family and friends kind of get together. And it's brilliant. It's really good. I'm going to do a YouTube video on it on Sean's Arcade. Check it out, kids. It's the most informal and not stupid video channel on the web, interwebs. 100% yet, serious. Yeah, no, it's great. And Arcade Club Blackpool has about, I'd say, about 130 old school cabs, about 70 new cabs-ish. And then there's a big there's a big bar, there's a restaurant, there's a cafe, there's three little rooms. One's got PS4s in it, one's got Xboxes, and one's got PCs, and they're all done up really nice. There's lots of little touches everywhere. There's like a Pac-Man logo on the toilet, and there's... There's lo loads of little bits that you, you find, you know, like there's a there's a Blackpool Tower. There's a, a big, as you can come up, oh, there's pinballs in the reception area, by the way. It's all on one floor at the minute, but it might expand. You go up the stairs and to the right, there's Blackpool Tower, but there's there's a, like a mural thing. And there's a King Kong on the Blackpool Tower at the top. Oh. And it, originally it was a casino and it was a French themed casino. And, and that original picture was an Eiffel Tower. So they've sort of, got the idea from that the artwork is great it's, it's really nice really good vibe it's kind of i would say a mix of leeds and bury i would say it's it's, a, it's an in-between vibe do you know what i mean yeah i think 
I, I, I didn't go. I couldn't make it Caracas. So, no. Because my legs fell off. But the, yeah. um, I, the pictures I've seen, it, it looked... It looks wonderful, and all like you say, all the artwork is like framed, mushroomed, and framed Pac-Man's, and uh, obviously the mushrooms, a Mario mushroom. It's not just like a some shiitake mushroom in a picture, but mm-hmm. uh, it's all done. It's all done out really nicely with the striped wallpaper and everything. And it, it, and I think now they're in a position where obviously you're going to have very similar cabs at each one of these venues now. So I'm, mm. I, well, I'm as the crow flies closer to Leeds, but. Because I'm at the wrong side of Leeds, it's, it's just as quick, really, to get to Leeds Arcade Club as it is to Bury. Is it? Bury, I didn't realise that. Bury, Bury, for, for give or take five or ten minutes. So I'll obviously head to Bury, 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 because that's where you guys are. Yeah. Um, sorry, Jason, I do like to come and see you at, at Leeds as well. And there's there was always a distinct, um, distinct feeling at Bury of this. Um, it's a little rough around the edges in a nice way. It feels like arcades used to feel. Um, and then Leeds is quite polished, isn't it? And new with your glass mezzanine floors. And it's it's quite clean in that respect. And then yeah. you've got, the, from looking at the picture of the Blackpool, that's got like a quite a upmarket feel about it. It's decorated really nicely. It's got wallpaper and it, it you've really got these three distinct vibes going on. So I think that's good as well. They're not just carbon copies. There's something for everyone at each one of these venues. And it's nice to see arcades back in Blackpool, isn't it? Like proper arcades. Yeah. I was there a couple of years ago helping clear clear it out. Because when I worked at Arcade Club, I I, I went for a couple of days just like... And there was still like the casino tables there, you know, with, with little side rooms with like the chips, the gaming chips, you know, the little round things. And it was leaking, and the floors were soggy, and and it, there was no lighting, oh and it was damp, and and to go from that to this, and I know it would have been open a, a bit, quite a while earlier if it weren't for COVID, but to go from that to this pristine, amazing venue is is just it's nice, and it? it's it it it's a shame that you won't see fifty arcades up and down the front of Blackpool. Do you know what I mean? But then that's mm. part of the selling. That's the part of the selling point of Dark Air Club, really. There's, there's, there's very few of them, which makes them an attraction, doesn't it? Mm. But you know, obviously, those days have gone where Blackpool was the epicenter. Because uh, <clears throat> hello, Jason, if you're listening from Dark Air Club, I went to school with Jason, and we were always jealous of Jason going to Blackpool as a kid. Yeah, going in the summer. And obviously Blackpool was the epicenter. You had the G-Lock R360 and it, they got everything first. So he'd come back with stories of, I've just been to Blackpool and I've played this, this, this and this. Well, well I, I went to Filey and, and I dug some sandcastles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, let's, let's just go about, right. But a couple other things I've been doing. It's going to take ages just because we're waffling. I don't care though. Do you care? I like waffles, yeah. savoury or sweet. <laughs> to all the one listeners who are interested in my Linux adventures, I've got a new distro, distribution young sir. It is MX Linux. I got bored of Pop OS because some of it was getting on my nerves and some of it's good. But MX Linux is Debian based, not Ubuntu, although Ubuntu is based on Debian, as you know. So <laughs> but I thought mm-hmm. I'd try, I, I thought I'd try the XFCE front end. I've never tried it before. 
This is, just to clarify then, this is um, for a standalone Linux machine. This is not what you've got uh, for emulation in your cab or anything like that. This no, is... I, have got Lin I have got the Linux version of Groovy Mame in my cab there called Groovy Arcade. I yeah. just, I just found have... it much easier to set up. And what have you got? Um, how, have you, how have you put that together? Because that's something because I, I picked up a um, uh, Astro City very recently. Ooh. And um, I've just got in there at the minute um, a 16 because it's set to vertical and I don't have any vertical games apart from a 16 So I just chucked that in. But I need to really sort it out with, with some kind of emulation. I know Charlie Farr, when he does his streams on Twitch, he's got some kind of groovy main setup, I think, in there. So I'll have to... I'll have to um, tap you up for that. I need something to put in there. Yeah, you just you need a decent... Well, you don't need a decent issue. I've got an i5 PC with a JPack, which you connect, and, and a 15 kilohertz sound card, which are the older sound cards now. I think they're the NVIDIA ones. So you get the VGA out of the sound card into the JPack, and then just put your jammer connector onto the JPack. And it's done. It's sorted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, isn't that good? And then you can put your games on. You can even put them on a USB stick if you want. I did that for a while, but I put them on the hard drive now. I've got a solid state drive, so it boots up a lot quicker. State, state, state. Oh, sorry, that solid snake. Yeah, I don't know that game. Just drinking some non-alcoholic beer, kids. I also have been doing, I've bitumined our shed roof. I also bitumined myself. I was covered. I don't know how I managed that. Oh, damn, my leg or let me arm in my head. So what wife, wife Googled that WD-40 would clean bitumen off. <laughs> I think it was off of clothes and that, but I just covered myself in WD-40, sprayed it, and all the bitumen come off. It's excellent. Wow. That's good. Life hack. Yeah, good, isn't it? That? It should be on TikTok, one of them TikTok things. And lastly, I'll, we'll stop rambling. I went to uh, Glasgow to visit Mr. and Mrs. Tenpence, Vic and Tori, with the lovely Mr. 20 to 5, no, 20 to 5, and Mr. John Porchy. Great company, great food, and gaming in Vic's arcade. John Porchy bought a mouse PCB up, which he's been sort of, kind of, what's the word? Re Recompiling. Yeah. Oh, de deconstructing. That's, that's the word. Something like that. Yeah. There you go. He's getting well into the code, and I played it a lot more. I found my love for it again, and I've been playing it. Like when I got my world record, there's one part of it which is level two. There's one platform where you've got the bouncing bombs, the blocks, and the birds, and you've and you've got a time getting through this little gap, and there's there's like a jump to go over you've got to time it right and I've never been able to do it because of the randomness of how everything works I've never been able to do it every time so I've been trying to work out I'm getting better how to sort of influence the way the game runs kind of thing so when I got my world record and I beat my world record it was luck getting just luck getting through that area and then I'm away I'm away then but yeah, I'm, I'm really loving it, just getting back into that game, because it is, it is a deep game. Porchy found a, an old interview, there was only two programmers, and they was told by UPL, uh, make, us a, make us a Donkey Kong ripoff, which it does look like a bit. Make us Donkey Kong ripoff. So there's only two programmers that did it. But really? It's, yeah, but it's, it is deep. I know Donkey Kong is so deep when you get into it, but this is as well. 
you can manipulate stuff. I won't go into details because it, it'll bore people, but you can manipulate the bombs and stuff in certain ways and other stuff. You don't want to give your secrets away, Sean, do you, as, as a reigning world champ? No. I beat that record, you know, at Vic's house, that, that groovy, uh, what do you call it, Twin Galaxies. I beat that at his house on that on, on a PCB. But I've I can beat it by another 100,000. Right, enough about me. What have you been doing, sir? What have I been doing? Um, I went down to the big old smoke um, very recently uh, for the, well, not, I was going to say for the platitude, not for the platitude, but I went to London. But I went as a family. I, I didn't go as a family. I went with my family. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But unfortunately, as soon as I passed near the lights of like um, Las Vegas Arcade in Soho, I go, oh, look, 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 Arcade. Mm. Immediately shut down from the wife. I'm not going in, I'm not coming to London to be in an arcade <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah that so i just looked from the outside in at, at that and the um is it nq64 always oh, an nq64 as well aren't they? yeah this one yeah um and i didn't get to four quarters because that's like out in the distance but but yeah uh, another every time i go down i look longingly down the stairs at las vegas and i never make my way in there ever just it's it's more of a dancer place really you know rhythm rhythm games thing but there, there is yeah. there's some decent cabs in there but me and Vic went it's a long time ago now but there you was you've not seen me dancing have you I, I do you do you dance <laughs> after about five pints I'm alright yeah I can do the old man dance it's fantastic it's served me well since I was 18 and I used to talk to girls hi hi girls do you want to drink do you want to see my old man dance but you're 18. Yes, but it's so bad. My dad did this dance, and his dad also did it. So it's like that. No, I don't know. To so the girls, you know, sort of said no. <laughs> no, no, thank you. No. We're all right. Yeah, yeah. Move along. Go on, uh, what's the next bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've gone into a bit. Obviously, this, this podcast is all about nostalgia, isn't it? Because that's. that's that's why we're here because we were nostalgic beings and we're playing all the arcade games that we played in the youth. Yeah. But I've gone a bit bonkers and I bought 500 2000 ADs from, from eBay. <laughs> so wow. I don't know if you're a comic, a comic fan or, but certainly when I was growing up, 2000 AD before I moved on to Marvel, 2000 AD was like my young teenage reading everything about that, the, the British humor, the anarchy and everything. Uh, and I noticed that Andy, I don't know whose poster it is at Bury. There's a 2000 AD poster up there with Dread on it and Strontium Dog and Johnny Alpha and Rogue Trooper might be on it as well, I think. And every time I see it, I go, hello. Oh, yeah, so a bit yeah. silly. Is that all of them? Um, it's from Prog 5. No, I think it's still going and they're up to about 2000 something or other now, but so it's from 500 to 1000. God. Which they just keep getting a knock on the door, otherwise, says, well, what's that box? Yeah, just some comic stuff. Move <laughs> I bet they bet 2000 AD f feel a bit stupid now because it's 2022, isn't it? Yeah. So they're, they're well out of date. I know. What can you do? It's like Actually, 20th Century Fox. You should call it 3000 AD. That would be more fitting now, wouldn't it? Get on it to would. him. Give, give him a call. It's a bit like Snickers and Marathon, isn't it? You don't want to... I mean, I, I still... I still like marathons. I won't like to run one. 
but you'd like to snickers they're them are they them really comfortable trainers i think they're what the wife wears snickers yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh and yeah and i went to uh i went to, <laughs> I went to ninja that? warrior recently. did you like that keep up with the back i went to uh, ninja warrior recently yeah, and, and uh, you know, the obstacle course that's on telly with Chris Kamara and Ben Shepard and, and people jump and swing and fall in water and that. Oh, right. I did, I did that recently with, with my daughter's birthday and they've got one near us and and you can kind of run up and down it. And, and I've got blisters and that because I'm too old to be swinging off that kind of stuff and running up ramps. God, that does sound um, not very nice. No, it were all right. Yeah, you've got to get, get a bit of exercise, haven't you? Yeah. You got to put one in for kids, otherwise they just go. God, Dad, you're boring. With all your arcades all the time. Oh, all God. you're interested in, not us. And obviously, <laughs> the answer the answer is, yeah, I'm not interested in you lot, but I'll make a show of it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, what's this next bit? <laughs> well, that, that that previous section was what we've been up to, but this next section is what will we be up to? Goodness uh, me! It's looking into gracious. the future. That's it, looking into 3000 AD. Uh, I'll be, uh, I'm heading over to Arcade Club on the 25th of June, on like an all-day session, I think, because uh, my cousin's over from Thailand and I've sent him pictures and videos and photographs of all the times that I've been at Arcade Club. And, da, 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 da. and since, I, I think, before the pandemic, I think I was there at least once a month, weren't I? If yeah. not more. Yeah. And then the pandemic's knocked everyone out off kilter. Uh, but he's coming over from Thailand and I said, right. And he said, I've, you know, I've got Saturday, this Saturday free. So I blocked it out and I said, right, come on then. We'll take you over. So I'm doing an 11 till 11, I think that day. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. And then where are we going? Where are we going in July, Sean? You and oh, I yeah. and Tronads and Neil 25 and I, he's Jimmy. And what's we, happening? We're going to the Northeast Retro Gaming festival of gaming it it's been delayed two years obviously because of the pandemic and it's a really good a really good venue great company great night out afterwards i'm going up for two nights you're going up for two nights yeah yeah i'm going up on saturday morning me and daniel who i co-host the pixel hunt podcast with um we yeah we're going up saturday morning and staying over so we're doing the full two days Vic's going as well, isn't he? And yeah. Kingy from... Um, yeah. I'm going from... Friday and starting oh, Friday, Friday night and Saturday night. Wow, that's hardcore. You know the score. Yeah, I'm trying to, I might get a, trying a bit of video before they before they open up. I have I have helped at Nerg a couple of times, helped James Retro Games Party with the cabs. Get, uh, maybe three times I've helped him. I don't know. But yeah, it's I've always... never been. Have you not? Never been. No. And I always hear these hallowed stories of the Indian on a night out afterwards and the craziness that goes on on a Saturday night. So I'm intrigued. Because I know Kingy, yeah, Kingy from RGDS is going. Vic's going as well, is he not? Yeah, he is this year, um, yeah. Deadlock. Yeah, Martin, Deadlock yeah. Is flying over from the, from the Ireland place. So it's going to be good. And I'm sure there's many more people, but. I've not been to Newcastle for years and years and years, so I'm looking forward to it. 
It's a good night out. We had Phil from Maximum Power Up. I don't think he does it much anymore. But he used to take us to the best sort of backstreet pubs. You know, out, out of the, you know, the mega busy expensive pubs. Yeah. So it's sort of, away. yeah, that's the word. Sort of more into like the backstreet things. Backstreets back, all right. Phil's <laughs> lovely, by the way. <laughs> Phil, Phil, um, me and our Daniel spent pretty much an afternoon at, uh, at the second to last revival mm-hmm. at Walsall. Not the little, not the smaller one. Uh, spent pretty much half the day with Phil, and it is lovely because he had his Maximum Power Up T-shirt. And I went, "Yeah, Phil from Maximum Power Up." And he went, I am, aye. You want to go on sidekicks? Super sidekicks, man. Retro games. Yeah. Retro and, uh, yeah, games. Lovely. As yeah. is Paul, as is everyone from Maximum Power Up. I don't want to exclude anybody, sorry. Mm. Hello, I would like to know, what are the games you've been playing? A lot. Mouser, as I discussed with, with Mr. Porchy up in Glasgow, and then I'm back playing it on emulation. Gaplos. And also, I played a bit of each of the Galaxian series, just, just to kind of get an overview of what we were playing with Gaplos. So I played Galaxian, Galaga, Galaga 88. And Ga- I didn't know there was... I know there's a Galaga 90 on PC Engine. I didn't know there was a Galaga 91 on the Game Gear. Did you know that? I don't, but I'm, like, I'm not sure what that'd be like on that small screen. But it's no, pretty good. It is, is pretty it? good, yeah. It's obviously on my little re- Retroid Pocket handheld. And it plays really well. It does play really well. It's it's Gallagher ninety one, and it's just a, a remake of like Gallagher eighty eight. But that's very good. So I played all them. Should we should we put this to bed? Is it what is the is it Gallagher or Galaga? It depends where you're from. Ah, oh. yeah. If you're from Latvia, Australia, <laughs> Galaga. Latvia. I don't know. I'm trying to make some of it up, but you know, I'm not good at making things up. I just sort of ramble. I don't. It doesn't matter. I think it's Gallagher. Don't say what you want. It doesn't matter. Call it Latvia if you want. Doesn't matter, does it? As long as you know. You could spell it backwards. You could just ignore it. You could call it Wonder Boy. Agalag. I've just been playing Wonder Boy and got three extra lives and a bonus ship. I'd be what? That'd be funny, wouldn't it? I've been playing. Borderlands 2 but I have been playing when I get a new operating system like this MX Linux I think Nvidia are doing something with Linux drivers you know they're taking Linux seriously and when I, when I put this new operating system in it you had a choice of Nvidia graphics drivers and it really does make a difference you can tell the, oh. de- the detail in the graphics because Borderlands 2 is a 2011 game and this piece this loud laptop is 2013 so it's and it's got a, a then video g4 700 mobile chip in it but this seems to make the best use of it this new operating system i've also been playing p47 aces i think we were talking about the extra arcadia last time having, having a an update of the p47 series and it is ridiculously hard it's like 1995 96 and it's like a bullet hell but without the small hitbox, so you get slaughtered. I thought, I thought this is a bit hard. I might have started on a, on a later level. It's level one, it's just unbelievably hard. 
I might, might have to get used to that. But it is good fun. As in P47 Thunderbolt? Or have I, I got that wrong? Have I made that up? It's a horizontal, a horizontal World War Two, I think, kind of, or military shooter. So there, there was P-47, which was 1988. Then there's P-47 Aces, which is this one, which is like 1995. And then there's another one coming out now, which is very, very weird to leave it so long. And it's not a very well-known IP. Yeah, it's on the extra, extra Arcadia system, which is very weird because it's not, not a big IP. And it's just an old game. But they're resurrecting it. So good luck to them. Uh, what have you been playing, sir? Uh, what about well, I've obviously I've been playing Gaplus, uh, which yeah, Gaplus. I mean, you you'll come on to it. Gaplus Gallagher three or but I don't know, Lady Lady Gaga Gaplus. <laughs> um, I've been playing. I've been playing that uh, on a Sunday. I'm working. I'm working my way through the entire Zelda franchise from start to finish over on Twitch. Mm. What are you up to? Uh, uh, last night, because recording on a Monday, last night uh, I finished Oracle of Ages on the Game Boy. So to stream that, I've got a Game Boy player, which is in my GameCube, so I can play the actual proper cartridge and then put that in an OSSC and then put that into an Elgato and then put that into the PC and then to <laughs> stream wow. it. And that's been fun because it's Capcom and Capcom are wonderful. Uh, and so that is, I think that's, so that's Zelda 1. Two, Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, Oracle of Ages, uh, sorry, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Oracle of Ages. They're not Capcom, are they? No, no. The Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons are. They're a co-production of Nintendo and Capcom. I didn't know that. Mm, Yeah, it's cheeky. So they're they're very, it's just like... um, I said just similar in style to Link's to the Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. The Game Boy Color onesies, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, good. I've got the essence. They've got the essence, and that's what counts. I've got that on my little retro pockets as well. This is a great little uh, thing. Just imagine, like, the best screen ever on a. But you're playing Sega Game Gear games, and like, like. I think I mentioned it last time, and Mega Drive, not Mega Drive, they're smaller games, like Game Boy games, on a tiny screen, but it's a very, very good IPS screen. Just imagine playing that like back in like 1989 when you're trying to play Tetris in the dark and you can't see anything, or Super Mario I, World was really blurry when it ran. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got an original Game Boy just over there on the shelf, and it's not good. Not good now mm. by modern standards, and like you say, you will be, well. You didn't know any better, did you? Back in the day, like you just right. sat under a decent light source or by a window, and you were off. But to go back to it now, it's uh, yeah, it's a blur fest. Particularly, like you say, something fast moving like Super Mario. But I think I think our Daniel's got one of those Retroid pockets. But I heard the Drisk um, previous episode host co-host the Drisk talking about the um, Anbernic. On our yeah. GDS. And yeah. that sounds cheeky as well. Yeah, that looks good. It actually looks like a Game Boy. That is it's that kind of form factor. Yeah. But you, you can get different. You can get one that, that's shaped like a like a switch, can't you? But I'm yeah. I'm yeah, it I, I went to the Ambernick website, which I mean following the the um the court case with Johnny Depp, I think Ambernick has gone on to, <laughs> to, to she obviously needs to get some money from somewhere else. 
<laughs> and the Nick. She says she's gone into handheld. That's good. She's done well. What else have you been playing? Um... <laughs> Right, yeah. So, so for for the podcast, we're up to letter um, N on our Mega Drive journey, and so I've been playing Night Trap on the Mega CD. Oh, you which, said yeah. <laughs> which is uh, I can remember it briefly, and then I never had a Mega CD. You see, my my friend Simon Nicolau, Game Master Simon Nicolau, had a Mega Mega Drive CD, and he had. It, pretty much everything. That's where he saved all his pocket money up and worked really hard to get all these like Japanese import, Sony Trinitron, No Borders, Scout, everything. He was like cutting edge for everything. I think he had it, but I, I remember more Night Trap of the like the, the the fallout and the just the the press going bonkers over it. And I, I so we're playing that, and it's certainly of its time and it's it, it's very different um it, it i don't <laughs> i think you can see have you seen games like uh, telling lies at the minute which is a pc based game using like found footage and looking into emails and things like that no has it got any bullets no no bullets but you can see oh, that no. it's certainly it you can trace it back to like night trap mm. but yeah that that's been it's been interesting, and on a Thursday I, I stream horror games, so yeah. a grown man, yeah, a, a grown man sits at his computer on a Thursday night, terrifying himself um, <laughs> for for the for the pleasure of others. Yeah. I've just played through Visage, uh, which is just full of jump scares. So playing that on your headphones, did it fade to grey? Um, I fade to oh. grey. Uh, I used to love that song. Visage yeah, fades to grey. Uh, Visage, and I've just finished Outlast as well. So, yeah, it's quite good. They're just scary. I call it Terrifying Thursdays, and I just play scary games. I used to watch a lot of Twitch, and then I stopped. I think it was good in the pandemic when people in lockdown and people had nowhere to go. Mm. And it was just, you, you felt like you were connecting with real humans. I mean, David, Charlie Farr, he's on there. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, doing all sorts. He's doing really well on there. He's, uh, he's got a great community and things. Mm, yeah, you've it's... got a community and you Pixel Hunt as well, haven't you? Pixel Hunt, yeah. Yeah, we've got a little Discord there for the podcast. Um, it's not. I, I have these automated pop-ups when I'm streaming. If you, Why don't you come and join the quietest Discord <laughs> on planet Earth or something like that? It's just, yeah, it's, it's not something we really bang on about. But it's because when you play with people on Twitch, Discord's a wonderful platform to, to have the audio side to it because it's universal. If everyone's playing on the PC, you don't need to get onto Xbox. Um, you know, if things are cross-platform, you don't need to get onto xbox live game chat or steam you know whatever you can all just say we'll jump in the discord so it's good for that with your pixel one thing that still makes me laugh is was mark was going on about a controller and he says that there's, there's so many buttons on this controller it looks like someone's thrown a, a, a pack of smarties at a lump of play, play <laughs> I was I was driving when he said that and I nearly crashed. I was laughing so much. Yeah, I can't, it was a while pod- ago, but I, your podcast is so funny. He's yeah, got but, anger issues. We, we tried to keep we tried to keep it clean like you guys admirably do, 
and we we do try and keep it relatively clean we're not like crazy bonkers swearers but i think mark has anger issues sometimes and it just all just spills out yeah well yeah, that's the that's the games i've been playing coxbatter right arcade news Arcade news, this is one that Vic's put on actually, David Hayward has put, so yeah, the news is out that I've spent the evening working on a MAME driver for the Atari prototype Marble Madness 2. It is now fully playable, although a few things still need to be verified. Marble Man, Marble Man. Does whatever a marble can. He can't spin a web because he's a marble, he just rolls down the road. Oh, come on Vic, shut me up. <clears throat> no, no, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, because I've seen this as well, there's... um. It's uh, so I listened to several thousand podcasts, and a lot. This has been covered a lot, and I didn't. I mean, obviously, Marvel Madness is a classic in many respects. It was loved at the time and stuff. And we covered the NES version when we were going through the NES games on the podcast. It's all right, but I'm surprised it just to see how much love there is here for Marvel Madness too. It's like, yeah, more Marvel Madness, more rolling down a hill with the ball at a funny angle and it's just it's clearly it's clearly there's people have more love for it than than i do so i mean i'm no gauge but it just surprised me just how much outpouring of excitement there was for it mm, I, I quite enjoyed the first one when it came out in the arcade because it was different but it, mm. it got really hard really quick and then it when operators found you could complete it in six minutes and then no one played it once they completed it. They got fed up of it and it didn't really sell a lot of, shift a lot of units after that, I think. And particularly in that, if, you, if you're not, in, insert punchline here, if you're not maintaining your balls correctly, then it's a really difficult game to play. It? it needs to, on the arcade, obviously, yeah, with a track yeah, ball. Yeah. This next one is, it's on UK, oh no, it's not. It's on arcadecontrols.com and it's about a guy who's vectorizing donkey kong he's turning it into a vector and if you look at the thread and you get down to the bottom is there's actually like a playable kind of demo with the bitmap graphics running over a vector landscape of the of the ladders and stuff yeah it's that is bizarre and and people have said well well i don't know what you're doing that for but good luck it looks really good yeah it's good that that's yeah interesting i mean it, it's amazing isn't it that not just for the Vectrex, but uh, Chris CMP, who, who's obviously releasing games like Big Blue and and uh, Frontier and what have you. There's mm. still people who are chucking Vectrex games out for something that added like a handful of releases at the time. Was it 20-odd or something? Yeah, uh, like 27, but, uh, 28, weren't it, in this country, I think, yeah. Yeah, it's just amazing to see what some of these old machines can do, given time and given the advances in, not necessarily technology, but You've got people with with skills that they've honed over years and years. Some of the homebrew stuff that's coming out for the eight bits and what have you, um, it's unbelievable, really. And if you can crack it, if you can crack a Donkey Kong for Vectrex, that's fantastic. Yeah, the uh, claim to fame, me and Vic, we're actually vectorized characters in Chris's Frontier. Have you seen that? I have. Yes. Yeah. He took it. He had it revival on you, didn't he? Yeah, and we're actually in the manual, like the Holly and Marlin. I think we're baddies, are we? I can't remember. I think we're baddies. Don't know. 
That's good. But you're good, good. but you're good guys. You're not bad guys. You're good guys. Oh, we are. We'll have to have a word with him. And this is one that Vic's found. This is very cool. I think it's a Steam game, but it's very Donkey Kong-like. And I think mm. some of the graphics have been nicked. And it's called Donut Dodo. And if you look at the yes. YouTube, put a link in the no-shows. It's basically a Donkey Kong thing, but with a dodo on a donut. I think the name is like very indicative of the gameplay. <laughs> but it's it's great. Great little animation. Eight-bit animation. Nice graphics. Fast-moving fast moving gameplay. I think it would make a really good arcade game. It's like a, uh, it's like someone smashed together Donkey Kong and Popeye and then thrown a big dodo on some um, Ferris wheels in the middle of it. And also Donkey Kong Jr. with the ropes as well. Mm. It was really good. Um, yeah, when I was, I did actually stream some Gaplus on Twitch and Tronad's dropped in. I said, Do you want to try this out? <laughs> so, okay, let's have a look. And then, yeah, we, I think I played the trailer on on. on uh, through Steam, you can look at it playing there. It's great. It looks looks fun. It's about it, six or seven pound, I think, on Steam. That's that's one you could put in an arcade cabinet, it? and it it oh, yeah. look, it look good. It look you know like it that it suits a CRT. I think. Biscuit review. Biscuit review. I heard about you. Biscuit review. Biscuit review. Posh custard creams, I call these. They're oaty creams, oaty cream hobnobs. They're vanilla flavor hobnobs with like the with the coaty coaty flavor <laughs> flavory coaty toppy biscuity thing. That's that's the words. That that they are the words, and you can eat them, and they're very nice. Yeah, they're like posh custard creams, hobnobs, oaty creams. That's my biscuit review. Go get them, kids. A good a good eight out of ten for me. Even though they're quite small, they're not like a full. They're not like a big hobnob. They're they're a bit a bit of a smaller a smaller diameter. Look at that, kids. I'm I'm doing that up to the camera that's not on. There you go. Like a small a small knob. Yeah, they do. <laughs> So it's like they look like little cream sandwiches made out of hobnob biscuit. That's it. There that's what that's what I should have said. Why have you put denied biscuits here? What does that mean? <laughs> denied biscuits. Um, I'm denied biscuits. I, I I'm a co- I'm a bit of a coffee monster. So every time I work from home, like four out of five days, go in the office one day a week. But I, I'll be i'd probably have a coffee every about every 30 minutes and it used to be that every 30 30 minutes to an hour i go oh coffee ooh, a couple of biscuits a couple of biscuits and then fortunately through work i've got like a booper health check and then they were like uh excuse me so you're you, you know your your saturated fat levels are really your cholesterol's really bad <laughs> so so they were like have you considered going on statins i'm like uh, no i'm in my 40s i'm all right thanks so um I think I need to not eat uh, saturated fats. So biscuits are off, off, oh. off the table. So I'm denied biscuits. Next one, Sean and Soul's wallet, which is pickups. Um, nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing. I don't no. think. I, I don't think I've picked anything up apart from experience and good fortune. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from this well, last month, there's a lot to be said for that, though, Sean. To be fair. There is, yes. Yeah. You can be a, a shining example for all those that don't have experience or knowledge. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've picked up, I've gone on a bit of a Japanese satin splurge. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I like my I like me um I like my fighters. Not go right and have a fight. I get I get bored with those. But I like me one on one fighters like Street Fighter Two and back when I had in its heyday when I had the snares with Street Fighter Two on it, I considered myself pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm useless at it, but I still like them. So yeah. I like to try. So I picked up X Men versus Street Fighter and X Men Children of the Atom for the Saturn um because you try and get a CPS two A and B board for anything like nearing some kind of reasonable money. It's ridiculous. So I just sit in me in my arcade in my garage, just playing, playing it on my own because no oh. one else is interested. One player. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, you sent me that. Did you send me them people singing the Street Fighter tune? Yes. That that you acapella the, kind yeah. of thing. That was amazing. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? Put that in. Put that in those shows. The um, Arcade Club have got a few of those fighters, haven't they? And they're all original. But, yeah, they're... um, I do long for that. I know we've got, like, net net play nowadays, you know, and you can play online. But I do do miss the couch playing days. You know, when you were sat on a sofa with your mates round, which is why I think Arcade Club's such a... um, Or or arcades in general. It's not just Arcade Club for everyone. Everyone further down south, you've got loads of options as well. Um, and that's what's missing. Even when you're playing online, it's not it's not the same, is it? As being able to dig your elbow into your mate when you can't have that, have that. Yeah. Just to see the frustration in your in your mate's eyes when, or I just feel anger yeah. as they beat you again. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was never really into them fighters, but I know what you mean. It's it's camaraderie and it's it's just love and did, did, did you ever get that way you started fancying your best mate and you accidentally kissed him um no but I once made him a coffee <laughs> I made that up but it sounds really really weird doesn't it right let's move on quickly <laughs> okay <laughs> feedback listener feedback Right, missed this one from the last show. Sorry, Mr. Rygar, he's a pirate. He he put this on UK back and I missed it. That's what you do for trying to do a podcast yourself instead of getting two people to do it. Dear Vic and Sean, thank you for another splendid podcast. Solar Fox was an awesome pick. I think I agree with most of what Sean had to say about it. Apart from one thing, there were points aplenty to be scabbed. By weaving backwards and forwards horizontally, trapping the ships at the edge of the screen and shooting bullets, you can get 100,000 points or more by the end of level two. Ooh, I didn't know that. And that's on the normal slow mode. This month duo was a nice try too. Scramble is, of course, even better than Scholar Fox and a great starting point for any knockoffs. My favourite from back in the day was the dodgy titled Penetrator on the ZX Spectrum with its built-in level editor and colour clash. I've heard of that, but never played that. But I also have fun memories of Atlantis. I saw Battle of Atlantis in a newsagent where I used to play games on the way to primary school in the early 80s. Back in them days, we got 80 minutes for lunch. I think I did, actually. So we had plenty of time to run home and back and invest in our bus money in the spaces, as we called them, until the bell was about to ring and sometimes after. The next time I saw it was about 1986, when my brother and I found the games room of a campsite we'd stopped off on holiday. The tech or op or whoever had left almost 30 credits on the clock, so we made it our mission to use them all up. Weirdly, no one else came into the games room for the rest of the afternoon, so so said mission was eventually accomplished. Happy days. 
That's good, that, isn't it, when you get extra... I've had that sometimes where there's extra credits on the cabs. Yeah, they... I, I, I grew up in pubs, and so I always had arcade machines in there, which is kind of where my love for it came from. And we had Kung Fu Master in, and yeah. if you hit the control panel... <laughs> I discovered it by accident. I seemed to hit the control panel. It used to go into arcade select mode, into level select mode, like into whatever, maintenance mode. Yeah. And then you... So as you were just about to die, you'd smack the control panel and then you go, oh, all right, I'll just go back to level one or something like that. I think I don't think I'm making that up. But yeah, those kind of hacks where someone just leaves some credits on or something or you find a way in just to make your 10 pence go forever. Might have been yeah. a, a loose credit wire or something like that. Or... I don't know because oh, I seem to bit. remember it having a, having a level select screen. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I just took some acid aged nine and <laughs> made it all up. And woke Sorry, up, woke, woke up and you're like a forty-something-year-old man on a podcast. And uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Rygal's character uh, continues. On coming back to it now, I still like the game. I'm not so enamoured enamoured with its lack of structure. As far as I can see, there are no clear levels or bonuses or end of game baddie. That's the bit of a downer on a game, really, mate. Uh, with just a bit more thought, this could could have been a great game. I think that as well. Mariner, on the other hand, oh no, he's on about the other one, isn't he? Sorry. Mariner, on the other hand, has plenty of structure and also has a janky charm in spades. It's just a shame that the game itself is to use a technical term. Shape. At the end of the day, the graphics, the sound, and the gameplay are all way below par. The only way to get a decent score was to make it through the final level, which was almost in, mostly impossible. I played this one a lot. I only managed it two or three times. How about a nice vertical shoot 'em up? Have you had a look at Tokyo Scramble Formation? Simple stuff, but very addictive. Someone else has mentioned this as well. It looks someone's mentioned it as kind of like a, a 1942 kind of game with with like the plane and a bit more futuristic. That's weird. Two people oh. mentioning it. I'm just yeah, I'm just having a look at that. Um, yeah, it's spelled for listeners T O K I O, not Tokyo, but like Tokyo. It's in MAME that, and I did have a quick look at it. Someone else mentioned it. I have to remember who. Yeah, talking of of shooters, the this next one is from Garen Retro Schmupper, who was a lovely man. I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times at uh, at revivals. Um, he goes on to say in his correspondence. <laughs> Great show, really enjoyed, which is more than I can say for the games. At least this show's game is a good one. Ooh. Short, short but sweet there from Gary. Sean Pye from the Pie Fratch podcast. Jesus F Christ, man. I just <clears> finished <throat> I just finished the Solar Fox episode this morning. Ah, well, I hope Sean made it past many racks. He's just missed putting a score in. Oh, no. Uh, this next one is from Andrew McCabe, man of few words. But he gets to the point. Really enjoyed the episode. That's nice. Do you want to read that next one as well? Okay, go on then. Go on. So, Matt Neo MK, regarding those big bonkers game world standy-uppy machines, growing up in the... Grow, I can't do the accent. I could do, couldn't I? But it's quite offensive. Growing up in the East, growing up in the East Midlands. No, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't keep that up. Growing up in the East Midlands, I remember seeing those unusual Ed High cabs. First with Galaxian at a caravan park, and then a knockoff version of Uniwars in our local corner shop opposite school. Perhaps that came from the Nottingham supplier. Very odd feeling when playing on them. Probably more similar to playing on a cocktail cab in that you feel even more disconnected. 
This is this is what I think. I've put not being nasty here, but did anyone ever get a high score hunched over a cocktail cab? Love the look of the cabs, but I do not like to game and game on them. So Vic's put the old Galaxian high score before Charlie Farr beat it was done on a cocktail, and I put wow, was his back okay? Wow, because that's a long slog as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think six odd hours, isn't it? Is it something like that? <sighs> It's like a single Lord of the Rings film. Goodness me. Friendly shout outs. All of the UK retro gaming podcasts. And also a couple I listened to, a couple of the American ones. Pie Factory Podcast, of course. Our good friends, Sean and Jim. And Retronauts, which I quite like, in the Americas. Also, Matt Neo NK for sending me over a new horizontal shooter via google drive which i can load into my system once i get windows <laughs> and finally for me a good luck shout out to pete hahn who is leaving galloping ghost he's left by now good luck mate and then pete's put a post on facebook he says i've told a few people individually and also known, announced on the galloping ghost mystery stream yesterday but in case you missed it here's the news i've accepted an offer from nether realm studios to do a qa testing for them do you know nether realm is not 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 your down below parts it's actually a studio you know nether yeah, oh, it's been kicked in the nether realms. <laughs> while, <laughs> while, I'm, while I'm really looking forward to the new challenges and opportunity, I would definitely miss everyone at the arcade, all the regular customers, players coming from out of state or country even, the scoring community, the staff, everyone. My last working day will be this Saturday, 6th of April, so we we'll missed this bit. So I'm having an I'm, I'm impromptu party, etc. I won't be a stranger afterwards. I will occasionally... St- still be around the arcade trying for a new one credit clear or a high score at some point we'll catch up soon he is one of the best players that i know ever you know he's up there with charlie far mm. definitely the way he approaches a game and the way he masters it he takes it in stages he, he does use safe states to practice bits and then you know stitches it all together and gets world records well yeah i mean our what yeah, whatever you need to do. It's like um it's like training for it's like training to be a footballer, isn't it? You don't you don't just kick a you don't just take penalties all day, you've got to break it down and yeah. But I I often think that you know, when you were growing up you think, well, I mean you're a decent player, Sean. Vic's a decent you know, there's decent players in there. Yeah. And then there's those who you just like, well, I'm not even gonna gonna try. The likes of like Charlie Farr, who is incredibly modest. You speak yeah. to him at arcade club and he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I'm worse at more games than I'm good at. And you're like, yeah, that, but that's because you just don't play them, David. Mm. <laughs> and they're like, Pete Hans, another one. They're just whatever they seem to turn the hand to, they're just, they're just great, but different level. It's almost um, supernatural sometimes. It's definitely a skill I haven't got. I can I can get good at games. It's a lot of practice, but mm. that they they just, they start from a level that's way above my good level, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like Premier League, isn't it? They're, yeah. they're just the, they're just the top tier. But it, that's interesting. He's going to to Nether Realm. That's uh, he's going to Ed Boon, the CEO of Nether Realm, isn't he? And they've just done Injustice Two and um, Mortal Kombat Eleven. Did they Nether Realm? So. Nice. He's not. He's not going to a shoddy place. He's well into them beat him up. So I think he's really good at. I think he's Mortal Kombat. 
I think it was Mortal Kombat. Or not Killer Instinct. One of them. One of them. Tekken. Street Fighter. Way of the Exploding Fist. It's one of them. A final shout out for me. Mr. 25. Neil 25's gaming blog. He's, he he reeks reek good like me. And he, and he can put string sentences together a lot better than me. <laughs> he can say stuff and it means things and that. He's also a, a lovely man and he's got a very, he's very handy as well. I don't mean like he'll touch you inappropriately. I mean, he's very good at like <laughs> refurbing cabs and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got any shout outs? Uh, oh God, you put me on the spot. I didn't think about this. Um, uh, no, no, <laughs> not really. To, to everyone who's listening, you're all, you all know who you are. You're all lovely. That's a good one. That's what I say sometimes when I've forgotten to fill the bit in. Homebrew Heroes. This is a great version of Slap Fight on the Amstrad. It was Slap Fight Alcon. It was released in 2020 as a download, and it's now come out as a cartridge, so you can put it in as an Amstrad cartridge format. It's not the GX4000, it's something else. But it's. I'm really impressed that we'll put a link in. To, to see the YouTube video, I'm really impressed with it. How it the, the, the scrolling and the speed of the game for an Amstrad, the nice smooth scrolling, and the, even the music's pretty good. Because I never really rated Amstrad, I must be honest. But what they're doing with it now, really, really good. As an Amstrad kid, uh, growing up, uh, I was always the one that was just laughed at. <laughs> pretty much because yeah. everyone either had spectrums or commodore 64s now i could take the moral high ground and go well look at the color it's got its own monitor color monitor i didn't have a green <laughs> screen it's good color monitor look at it and sadly what the amstrad's fate was just to get lots of shabby spectrum parts yeah but when someone got hold of it and made a really good game for it then it sung, but not a lot of people did that. But now, going back to what I was saying earlier, now these people are getting older, this hardware, and are making it sing. And, yeah, it's nice to see. Yeah, it is, it is. It's great, this this homebrew stuff, how you can really push the, the limits of these machines. Push it to the limit. One more time. That's the point of no return. Yeah. Sorry. What <laughs> is that Top Gun? Crack it, isn't it? I think. I don't know. I don't know. It's very I good, don't. though. You should be the singer, so you're that good. <laughs> I should be on stage so people can throw me off. Yeah. Anyway, Mastermind Quiz. Arcade Master Quiz. Now. You are a Capcom mad person. Mad for it's Capcom, aren't you? I am very fond of Capcom, and I often say this. I. Pinge, the Swedish arcade guy, uh, he did put me... Put, <laughs> I always said, you know, tell me a bad Capcom game. Mm. Could you could you pull one out of your noggin right now, Sean? If me? It was the right, yeah. bad I mean, Capcom obviously, game. if you don't like fighters, then that doesn't make them bad. It just means you don't like them. But, but you know, you've got to appreciate that Street Fighter 2, etc., they are good games, but they might not be the genre you like. But I... There was actually a, an unreleased prototype called Billy Punches the Parrot, which was an, a, a Capcom game that was a, a sort of real niche release in um, 
my shed. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can't. I can't imagine a parrot's going to survive a, a, a punch to the beak. If, but uh, from a martial arts expert, I'm honest. I bet it's quite a short game. <laughs> that, that was the beauty of it. You could play Billy or the parrot. All oh, right, okay. So that you, as the parrot, you could bite Billy's hand off, but as Billy, you could punch a parrot in the face. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> a squawky good time. Oh dear, I don't know what I'm on about. So please help. Anyway, this is a quiz, mastermind right, quiz. Okay. See, you couldn't name a bad Capcom game, could you? I can do. Um, no, I can't actually. Uh, 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 arcade ones? No. No, no, they are good. They are good. I, I don't know much past arcade really. Capcom, you know, I go up to about Street Fighter Four, and I don't know anymore. Anyway, I mean, you you could argue that the original Street Fighter was poor, but look what it became. But I mean, yeah, I think it, it, as general, you see all these companies. Konami have dropped off. They just make some weird football game now, and. Mm. Um, Bandai Namco are kind of just like obviously they're doing the Demon Souls and all that kind of stuff, but they're not. They've, they've all kind of tailed off all those classic names from from our youth. But Capcom's yeah. still there, still forging but, ahead. Anyway, right here we go anyway. then, right, Mr. Let's go. Mr. Capcom. Can you name all six original playable Street Fighter Two characters? You get a point for each. Original Street oh, Fighter yeah. 2, The World Warrior. Yeah. Can you name six of them? They're playable. Oh, I've got playable. Oh, yeah. So you've got Guile, USA. Yeah. You've got Ryu, Ryu. Oh, we yes. always, we, you always called him Ryu as a kid, didn't you? Yeah. Japan. Uh, Chun-Li. Yeah. Eddie Onda. Yeah. Eddie Onda with his thousand damn slap. Uh, <laughs> Blanca. Yeah. With his... Um, Eating, eating spaghetti, electric attack. Yeah. And Dalsim with yoga flame. You've got him. Ken. Is Ryu and Ken the same Oh, of course, thing? Ken. Yeah, One, of two, course, yeah. Three, Ken. Four, USA. Five, six, seven, eight. What am I doing? Eight. Is there eight? Have I missed? Oh, oh, there's eight, yeah. And then there's four unplayable characters. Yes. Go on, then. What's the do unplayable? Want, do you want them in all? Yeah. Um, right. So this is where the naming convention gets a bit messed up, in it? It does. So you've got Bal, you've got Balrog. Yeah. Now, are you saying he's a boxer, or are you saying that? Oh, anyway, you know, the, yeah. the guy looked like M Bison, which is Mike Tyson or yeah. Balrog or whatever. Yeah. Then you've got Vega. Yeah. With his with his clawy, you know, his clawy hand thingies. Yeah. Um. Then you've got Imu Ral Julia played in the film, whose name I forgot. Oh man, you got Sagat. There we go. That's it. That's Sagat with your kick punchy man, and then you've got the other dude whose name I forgot. Yeah, because I've named them both, haven't I? Because they were Balrog. Yes, yeah. yes. There you go. You've got, yeah, you've got ten out of one there. Well done. Oh, brilliant. But, but uh, this is weird, right? Balrog was M Bison in Japan. Vega was Balrog in Japan. M Bison was Vega in Japan. Yeah. Stupid. But it's daft, isn't it? Hmm. Yes, this is another question two. This is another Street Fighter two get question. Can you name as many arcade versions of oh Street God. Fighter two as you can? You got the original is is subtitled The World Warrior. World what Warrior. can you name any more? You've got Street Fighter two Turbo. Yeah. You've got but Street that, Fighter. It, it was called something else. 
Was it? It was. What was the, f- the bit in front of Street? Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And then you've got Hyper Fighting. Yeah. Uh, how, many, how many is it? There's five. Street Fighter 2, World Warrior, Street Fighter 2, uh, Champion Edition. Yeah. Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Is that right? No, you've got the the, the other two are the, the new challengers. Oh, yeah. And then you've got Hyper Street Fighter 2 Anniversary Edition in 2003. Oh, I weren't born then. No, I wasn't. I was, I was 38. Question three. Right, here we go. We're going old school. 1989 vertically scrolling overhead car, car shoot 'em up thing was called Mad Gear. What was it called in the rest of the world? What was its other name? Mad Gear. Mad Gear? Yeah, you might not have heard of this then. Uh, no, I don't know. Overhead shooting, like Spy Hunter type, Road Warrior type looking thing. It's a bit like Bump and Jump. Oh, I don't know. No. I don't know. No. It's good. Lead Storm. LED Storm. Right. Oh, that's fun to check out then, isn't it? Also, you might get this then. Mad Gear okay. was a name of a gang in which popular brawler? Well, this is going to have to be an educated guess because I don't know it. But if it's Capcom, I'll have a stab at Final Fight. Yes, well done. Well done. Right. Question four. What year was Strider released? Ooh, this is a, a edumacated guess. Was it CPS two Strider? I think so. Eighty uh, nine. Yeah. So you're doing well here. Well done. And what was Strider's surname? Oh, wasn't it Hi Hi Wushi Summit? Nearly. No, it's not. It's Joe Joe Hi. No, no, because that's um, Ninja Warrior, isn't it? Um. Oh, I don't. It's something like that, and it? it's Hayahushi or something like that. Hairu. H I R Y U. Right, I'm getting, I'm getting my franchise master. Doing well, you got 15 out of 4. Number 5. Name the games on the Three Wonders release. Capcom released a sort of multi game PCB with three games on it, and they're all pretty damn good really can you name them you get a point for each did was it is chariot one of them am i getting yes the right? it is right okay i remember these because these were in in my local arcade and i will get to this when we get to the game choice at the end um with those big play scene remember the big play scene machines where you used to add a bench on it and the screen was about 12 feet away <laughs> yeah yeah, and they always had a, they always had Neo Geo stuff in, but they always they had this in their chariot, which was like um, it's like a witch on a broomstick shooter thing in it. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a puzzle game that's like columns that it's not columns, but it's like a match three thing. No, not on this one. Oh, I don't know then. Give up? Did it have? Yeah, yeah. Go on then. Yeah. Uh, don't pull, right. don't pull. Which was one of them? Can you remember that? What we did? Yes, it? yes, 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 yes. Like um, Pengo type. Yeah, Pirate Ship Piggy Maru type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just yes, got yes. The, you just got the bonus point then. What what, what <laughs> Pengo? Uh, what is Chariot? 
That's it's a horror. Shoot. Yeah. It's a shooter with some witches or something, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, you already got that then. So there's one more called Midnight Wanderers. Have a guess what type of game Midnight Wanderers was. Is it when you're kicked out of the pub at 11 and you can't find a taxi rank, but you want a pizza as well and you're just wandering around town? That's it. That's correct. That's correct. No, it's a... It's got to be a platformer, uh, doesn't it? Yeah, platform adventure. Is it like um, Joe Mack? It may be. I've forgotten now. I looked at it yesterday. I've forgotten. I'll give you half a point because of things. Right. <laughs> okay. It's getting dark here, so I'm going to turn my light on. Number six. Can oh. you name the gorgeous purple vampire lady from the Darkstalker series? I cannot. That is something I've never played Darkstalkers. Oh, no. Ever, ever. I know, and it's supposed to be brilliant, isn't it? And it's coming out on that fighting, fighting collection that's coming out very soon and everything. Um, is it Purple Vampira, the, the lady who will love and bite you? <laughs> no, it should be, but it's not. Morrigan. Morrigan. Where's she from, Oregon? <laughs> Morrigan from Oregon. Morrigan, Morrigan. No, I can't think of anything that rhymes with that. So it's Oregano. Morrigan from Oregon. Oregano. Pizza. What? Anyway, bonus. Bonus question. What hardware, this will have to be a guessing, what hardware was used for the very first Darkstalkers game? Um, very first. Is it? Oh, yeah, I'll guess. And CPS 2. Yeah, CPS 2. Right. Well done. A, a second bonus question. Can you name the CPS 2 solder on board, the multi-game board thing? It no, was it was either by a company or by a guy. By a company or by a guy? Yeah, I, I, there's a name of it. I don't know if it's the name of a, a forum member or a company. You, you soldered it on and then you put like a USB, uh, sorry, a memory card in and you could get all the games on a CPS2 original board. But about 400 quid or something, ridiculously expensive. No, no never I can't. Darksoft, you never heard of that? Oh no! Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, because they go for like crazy, crazy amounts of money. I think Jason from Arcade Club Leeds has got one. I think a lot of people who have these uh, candy cabs yeah. have the Darksoft. Yes, right. Ah, there Dark you go. Darksoft. I was thinking an official. Sorry, I was thinking you were referring to like an official Capcom add-on that went out to um, operators. Oh no! But I don't know. But yes, Darksoft. I'm aware of it, but yes, okay. There's nothing official on this show, young man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another hardware question this is. Can you yeah, yeah. can you name the audio board used in The Punisher and other games like The Punisher? It was it was a Isn't it, it, Yeah, the Q is it the QS Q oh, the Q thing. The QS thing. Q yeah, thing. you got it. <laughs> You nearly got it. Did you say Q sound then? QS sound is what I said, but that sounded wrong because I yeah. said keep sending sound all the time, but QS sound. Q yeah, you sound. Did. You said that. You I put too it. many letters in. Yes, yeah, it's fine. Uh, a bonus. Another brawler. There's a lot of bonuses. Yeah, every question's what got bonus? a bonus. All right. You've got 21 out of 7 so far, which is good. Another brawler based on the comic. What? Were, oh, yeah. I talked about a brawler there. Like the Punisher. And what is mm. another brawler that uses the Q sound 
a famous brawler that uses the Q sound system. And it was based on a comic book, right, called Xenozoic Tales. Xenozoic Tales. That might give you a clue. Brawler. Do sound effects for you. I think not a one-on-one, a go-right, have a fight. It was a go-right, yeah. Uh, it's not the, it's not, no, it's not, no, it's not X-Men because that big multiplayer X-Men's not, I don't think that, is that Capcom? Go around, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, Sean. Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Oh God, yeah. Xenosoic, like that. <laughs> that's, that's from the, they're dinosaurs, uh, Cadillacs are from the Xenosoic era, aren't they? And dinosaurs are from like the 1950s muscle car era. That's yes. wrong. That's completely wrong. Number eight. Oh, there is another Street Fighter question. Number street number eight. Street Fighter Alpha series was called Street Fighter What in Japan? Well, wasn't it Street Fighter Alpha EX something or other? No, the whole series. No. It wasn't called Street Fighter Alpha. It's called Street Fighter Summit. Oh. Was it Street Fighter Zero? Yeah. Yeah, they're all called Zero, right. weren't they? Zero, one, two, and three. Bonus. So why change it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's pointless renaming. What was the subtitle subtitle of Street Fighter Alpha One? It was called Summer. You know, like Street Fighters called like uh, Punch. Yes, M- yeah. Punch M- Punch Face. Yeah, we. Yeah. I've always found this a really strange. Warriors Dreams. Yeah. Right. Oh, well done. I didn't why, think you get that. Why? Yeah, but why? Why is he dreaming about fighting when they fight anywhere? That's the job. What the? What do you think they're dreaming about? Perhaps he's dreaming of becoming a warrior, and it's just crap. Is that maybe? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, I wish I could fight right, right up, up to, to the, the sky. Of the night. Yeah. Question nine out of ten. You're cur- currently on twenty-five out of eight. Right. 23 out of 8. It's good to go with that. What, there's a 1985 Section Z sequel. Section Z, Section Z sequel. Yes. Go on, what's Is it called? There? Yes. I don't know. I didn't know they'd done a sequel to sec- Section Z. Yeah, it's in the canon. Not You don't fire it, but it's in the... It's, it's a sequel that's in right. the... It's for, right. It's the based... Is it Forgotten Worlds? And if it is then that's news to me, because that's just an educated guess based on it, like very similar side-scrolling spaceman type thing. No, it's sidearms, sidearms. Oh, Hyper- blah, of course it is. Hyperdyne. Yeah. Bonus, bonus, oh. section Z, what CPU did it use? You might be able to guess this. As in Motorola 80, thing, I think. Yeah, one of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 80, 80, 80. I don't know. A space Invaders, that. Yeah, Vixie Man for uh, CPUs, isn't it? Yeah, two Z80s. Two Z80s, right. Running at a blistering four megahertz. Watch them go, kids. If that was a car, it'd be a Ferrari. Oh, oh, no, it it wouldn't, no. The last question. The last question, kids. Here we go. Name the subtitles of the two Dungeons & Dragon games. Oh. Dungeons and Dragons Summit of Summer and Dungeons and Dragons Summit of Summer. That gives you a clue, doesn't it? <laughs> Is it Dungeons and Dragons Lost in a Trap uh, no. and Dungeons and Dragons I Can't Get Out? <laughs> I have no idea. Because I love you too much, 
baby. <laughs> I can't. I don't. I don't. I've no idea about those at all. Tower of Doom and Shadow over Mistara. Oh, Shadow over your star. Right. Yeah. There's a shining star in the, upon the sky, and there's a shadow over it. It is a dungeon, and it is a dragon, and it is coming to smite us all. What? You get a bonus point for each year. So Tower of Doom was released in a year, believe it or not, and so was Shadow. So what year do you reckon Tower of Doom was released? <laughs> right, well, we'll go for eight, 89 and 91. No. That is just a guess. Well, which is why it's 93 and 96. Really? That late? Yeah, they're sort of little RPG elements in them. Well, in mm. that quiz, Mr. Soul, you have scored 23 out of 10, which is marvellous. Marvellous. You should right, pat yourself on the back and anyone else in the vicinity, give them a pat, a pat on the back too. Mm, thank you, thank you, thank you. Nostalgia stories. This is from John Singletary. Okay, here we go. Arcade memory number one. This is what Fix put in here, so John might number two. Here's my first clear arcade memory. The year was 1979, and a bowling alley had just opened by our house. One neat feature was a long, thin, rectangular room designed for pinball. One wall had an enormous window so you could see all the machines from the bowling lanes. This, however, was the land of the big kids. I was about ten, and it was kind of an unwritten rule that little kids weren't allowed to go in. I didn't care much about pinball, so that was okay. The room usually had a smallish crowd. One day, my brother and I went bowling, and the room was shoulder to shoulder with people clamouring to get in. Unwritten rule or not, we had to see what the fuss was all about. It's about 50 people between us and whatever was on the back on whatever was on the back wall of the room my brother and i worked our way to the middle of the room still not knowing what was up and then i heard it the sound that changed me forever that glorious space invaders bass it took her it took a while to get close enough to see the machine and i couldn't believe my eyes i had seen atari races and such but nothing like this that glorious pepper's ghost reflected image effect on the moon backdrop pure magic the love affair began and my life would never be the same several months later i got a heavy sixer for christmas but the real surprise came a month or so later when I learned Space Invaders would be released for the system. This was before Atari was a household name, and it was unbelievable that this game would be available to play at home. That one-two punch is what cemented my lifelong love of the golden age of games. Melody Lane's arcade would introduce me to other classics in the coming months. I know my first quarters on Asteroids, Missile Command and Kicks were dropped there, along with many others, I'm sure. It didn't take long for the pins to disappear altogether to make way for all the incoming classics. Thank you, John. That's excellent, that. Now, a word from our sponsor. The more game cartridges a video game system plays, the more fun it is. And the Atari 7800 plays more games than the competition, and they're about half the price. Super games like Ball Blazer, One-on-One Basketball, Summer Games, Winter Games, Karateka, Hat Trick, Impossible Mission, arcade classics like Pole Position, Centipede, Xevious, Deluxe Asteroids, Ms. Pac-Man, Joust, Galaga, Choplifter, Robotron 2084, all 2600 games like Solaris, Midnight Magic, Football, Kung Fu Master, Move Patrol, the Atari 7800. More games at about half the price feature game review what the hell is it why it's gaplus aka gallica 3 of course it was called gallica 3 in north america namco 1984 eight way stick and one button two times m6809 cpu and custom sound hardware strange name in it because it really it should be galaxian 
3, Galaga 2. Because it's the third in the series, but they've called it Galaxian 3. It was just a kit, that the Bally Midway thing. I think it might have just been a marquee. Right, and it sounds like this. I'm an alien, you're an alien, we're all aliens too. No, it's not. I'll put something in there. Implausible backstory. Robots insects are attacking our planet and trying to steal our women. Gordon Goodshot of the Galaxian United Fighting Force, or GUF for short, <laughs> has fashioned a customised attack spacecraft made out of bits of old tank and a Renault Clio. He propels his spacecraft into space by driving fast, really fast, up a big ramp to meet the insect horde head on what happens now only you can decide gordon's fate because you can steer him and shoot bullets and that <laughs> that's good that, isn't it? yeah it uh, sums it up yeah if you if you are a retro gamer you haven't heard of galaxian you might have been either living under a rock or for the last 40 years or been in a coma not a coma a coma very difficult to get out of a coma Bit of history. Galaxian is a static screen vertical sh shoot 'em up that took space invaders, space invaders, and added lots of stuff like swooping Allens, color, lovely graphics, nice sound. Better than Space Invaders, I think it is, but that's very subjective. After Galaxian came Galaga in 1981, and you could collect anime, not enemy. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> get on. You had to get to China, Japan to collect anime, and you could double up your ship. <laughs> And your firepower. Then came Gaplus, 1984. It's kind of like Gal Galica Plus Plus. More swoopy swoop swoop, faster ship, eight way movement. You can now move freely around the bottom two thirds of the screen. That's good, isn't it? It's good that. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. I've got something to say on that. <laughs> Another major difference to Gallagher is you can hoover up six insects in your tractor beam, three either up to six three either side of your ship getting them on your side is a huge firepower uh, is brilliant a huge firepower is a huge firepower brilliant the downside That's is you're, uh, yeah the downside is you're now a huge target but you stay alive if you're even if your wingmen are being destroyed as long as you as the ship are not being obtaining the track tractor beam is different than in Gallagher. In that one, you had to wait until your ship was scooped up into the formation and then use another ship to shoot your old ship and get it back. In Gaplus, you have to collect the tractor beam by shooting a silver thing out of the diving boss's grasp, the green guy. I think it's just part of the ship that you shoot. It then spins down, you collect it. At Parsec 3 and every four Parsecs, after they call them Parsecs this time, not tables, not levels, not screens, not rounds, not stages. Parsecs, I like it. You get challenging stage, which is the bonus round. Do you want to explain the bonus round, Sol? It's great. Yeah. So, yeah, as you said, you parsnips. After after so many parsnips, you get a bonus round. And the way that, yeah, so you there's three waves in the bonus round, isn't there? So three enemies come yeah. down from the top of the screen. And you have to shoot them at which point they spin out of control, but loop 
they arc across the screen, at which point you can shoot them again and they will bounce the other way. So then you can move to the left or to the right and then shoot them again. And the trick is to keep these enemies flying in the air. And every time you do that, you get a little um, marker, which I think equates to 200 points. And it spells out eventually enough of those markers, the word bonus. And lo and behold, you get a bonus for that. And then any more that you do after filling up the word bonus is maybe 300. But um, the, you can only shoot them. That arc gets faster and faster and faster. So you need to be coming left and right, left and right as fast as you can to keep it in the air. And then after so many shots, they go and fly off the screen. Don't they kind of ricochet off to say, you've had enough. Or yeah. they've had enough. And then you get four come down, then you get five come down. But if you, when I first got that, I just started shooting them and you just bounce them off the top of the screen and go, oh, okay. So it, it's very, there's risk and reward. You got to, you can't just go keep shooting. You've got to kind of keep them under control, haven't you? Bouncing like a basketball player, but a spaceship and not basketball, but the enemies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good, that. I couldn't have explained it better. In fact, I couldn't have explained it at all. <laughs> but yeah, the, what I try and do, if I, you've got to get to that that level with a load of wingmen because it's a lot easier because you've got a lot mm. more firepower and then as you're shooting five of them and then four of them i start to you know you tap the button five times then four times and three times so i try to kind of let one of them go because i'm not i know i'm not going to press the fire button five times quick enough so i press four and then three and then two so that way you just you don't press the fire button three times when you've got two left and shoot one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. And, it, and 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 yeah. you're you're quite right. When you've got all your wingmen in, then you've got a wider spread. So you've got you shooting. Each ship fires off a bullet, doesn't it? Mm, so yeah. you don't have as far to to move left and right. But the danger of that is, like you say, when you you right, I've got three. I've got three in the air, so I tap three times. But if you are slightly off, you will shoot one of them twice. And then that mm. springs off left or right. So it's not perfect, like you say. That's a good that's a good strategy there to jettison one or two just to make it a little bit easier. Because that's what I ended up doing. You go one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And then they just get too fast that you just end up making a mess of all of them. Yeah. 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 I think I did well doing that. And you only thought that the, the power-up was the wingmen like in Gallagher. No, there's, there's quite a few more in this. You need to shoot the green boss as you do to get the tractor beam thing. You have to shoot him twice, by the way. And then one of them is a faster bullets and a faster ship. That's really helpful. More bullets as well. Another one is a corkscrew magnet thing that comes out, comes out of the front of your ship. And you sort of catch the baddies in that and then you can shoot them underneath and get get up to like 6,400 points but if you leave it too long the corkscrew disappears so you've got to time it right you've got to fill your corkscrew up with baddies and then shoot them that's good and this is weird this is about level 15 you get a slowdown effect and the star field starts instead of like scrolling horizontal vertically it scrolls horizontally so the star field star field slows down and the enemy ships slow down, but the bullets are still the same speed. It's a bit weird. It, it really threw me off. I thought that I thought it had crashed or something. And then the, the other one I've found is you, you collect three parts of a ship for an extra life. You know, you know yeah, when the, in, in the, in the track mode, the ship is in three parts. It sort of 
goes in together, doesn't it, in your track mode, mm. and that's the three parts that you collect. So there's all that, all this extra stuff going on. It's it's quite it's, it's quite a lot more to it than your normal Gallagher and Galaxian, I think. Yeah, there is. There's lots of extras, but I don't. I didn't find that they they helped me. But then again, I think I'm a bit rubbish at it. So were you saying that I got to level fifteen? So what? I'd get nosebleeds if I if I went that far. I got to thirty. I got to thirty-one, I think, in the end. What? What? Yeah, doing very well. But yeah. It, oh, did you say? Just like um, the predecessors, you can't shoot. You can't shoot that cheeky thing while he's in formation, can you? You've got to wait for him to fall down before you can shoot him. Yeah, you just destroy him, and then in in Gallagher, you destroyed your own ship as well, didn't you? When you yeah. when that happened, but this this one doesn't have your ship. You have to. It's, it looks like a bit. It looks like a bit of your ship. It's like a big square blocky thing. You shoot that, or you shoot him twice. Sorry, and then that drops somewhere, and then you get the tractor beam. So you, you don't risk losing the ship, but you you can destroy him before he attacks. Then you lose the chance of getting a power up. What's the most ships that you got in your tractor beam? Six. Six. Yeah, it's it's very random. I I don't know. I, I, I tried to, like, a, right, I'll wait until I shoot the guy, but you can't wait too long because he just flies off. But yeah. I think it's just random gameplay. Sometimes you get two, sometimes you get four. And then at a, cer- a certain point, when sort of halfway through the tractor beam, nothing else will come down because the tractor beam's going. So you've got to collect them early. It's weird. Yeah, I, I tried to, when he swoops down, because he's the first thing to, once the formation's set, for want of a better term, the first thing to fall down is is your man who you've got to shoot to give you your extra bonus and what have you. Um, I took to not shooting him the first time. I just kind of let him go because I figured that, or at least I thought, that when you get him on the second time round, you'll have more ships in flight to get more wingmen. But it don't, didn't seem to work that way either. There's a lot of randomness to this. I, I think it's very difficult to be able to pattern this. Hmm. not that I yeah I mean not that I I could see but it certainly doesn't look patternable yeah yeah I don't think so I like games like this I don't like patterning games here's some things I have found out during that gameplay sometimes you get a random bonus amount after the second stage have you seen that after after the second challenging stage as they call it the the bonus is flashing really fast in between 10 and 40,000 and that's just random and it's no, only, I did not. It's only on the that, second level, only on the second bonus stage, I think, which is level eight, maybe. Yeah, is that when you've when you completed it, and yeah. it tops up your scars to say you've got this many in the you've got this many, you've managed to get this many um, ships in flight. At the bottom, it says, "Keep pressing firing button." Hmm. What's it's, that all about? It's like a. Is that that? It's like almost like a skill stop. You can see, you can. I think you might be able to time it in, in time with the sound, like the highest pitch. Oh. And I tried that, and I got forty thousand. But it's, oh. it's it's almost random, and also the enemy sprites design change. They change at level eleven and level twenty one, and I think I remember them changing at level thirty one because I got to level thirty one. So that's another good thing that they're actually changing the graphics, and after after mm. parsec. After parsec, not level. Sorry, Namco, you parsecs. Parsnips. After parsnip 15, every bad guy you shoot emits a squishy marshmallow. 
And although they look tasty, they do look tasty. They're going to kill you, so don't try to consume them. Just exploding bombs, like DK3, shower you as well on these levels. And But if you're just directly underneath and you shoot, they sort of spray out. It can, you know, like on Donkey Kong 3, where if you're underneath, you're, you're that Stanley guy and you shoot underneath the, yeah. the, the cans or spray cans or whatever. Like, the, the bullets um, go either side of you. Like on Star Force as well. Mm, yeah. Certain enemies that you blast there, as long as you just keep, stay straight, stay on target, you can just go, mm. and all the, the shrapnel. Now, I must have got to pass, pass Nip 15 then, because I've, the, the little yellow diamonds, aren't they? And they do explode, yeah. So I must have got yeah. to pass Nip 15. Yeah, and I've put the gameplay gets incredibly fast at level thirty. If oh, no, I got I fast. got to level thirty with four lives and I lost a life, and it's so hard to come back from it. So hard to come back from it. Uh, also, the bonus rounds, you know, where you're shooting the the bouncy things. The first level we've got a spell bonus, then Gaplos. Notice it's six letters. Then the next one is double, which is six letters. Then triple, good with two exclamation marks. Lucky, that's five letters. Bye bye and extend. That's I got to, I think I got to triple, and that when you get to the, I think it's the fourth bonus round, the ships start going bonkers. They they don't just they don't just fall down for you to like bounce them left and right. They they come across the screen and you've got to catch them before they go off the screen. They don't fall down, and you get like a oh. third of the points at best. No, beyond my skill set, that <laughs> game gameplay gets incredibly fast at thirty. It's fast enough at three. <laughs> yeah, you've got to. I uh, your tips and secrets, right? This is what there's a power up you can get with your ship on the very first level. I put this on Twitter. It's essential for high scores. You get a you get this ship, and you keep it. If you die, you keep this. It's even a different graphic, and there's three ways of doing it. The one I got i'll put a link in for this as well so you can see what it is in parsec one go to the very front and wait for all the bugs to come out then kill the second bug from the left in the bottom row to make a special flag appear now when the boss is coming down move your ship to kill the boss by touching it don't touch the blaster head oh that's what it is a blaster head just the boss your chip your ship is turned into a blue ship and then collect the flag to claim your man back because you destroyed your man then you've got a faster ship which shoots three bullets at once instead of two okay right i there's there's one way you can you can do that and then shoot the second one in from the left to get the special flag and then you get an extra life which i immediately lost every time (laughs) it's kind of pointless i just immediately get killed Ah. right it just seemed like a lot of effort for me uh, uh. massive points are made on the challenging stages make sure you have at least four wingmen for maximum effectiveness in shooting the bounce he gets you only need to keep one ship alive not your wingmen i think i mentioned this before so concentrate solely on your one ship when it gets bullet hellish what i did as well I slightly started from one edge of the screen and moved to the other as the bad guys' formations come out. And a lot of the, a lot of the bullets will go. So if you're at the left, they'll sort of go down to the left, and you can move to the right. It's slightly, you can help yourself such such uh, you know in such a manner. 
And then I find it's better to stay on the bottom of the screen, traditional style, until you have to move up to dodge stuff. And you get two, yeah. att- two attempts. Go on, sorry. Yeah, it feels nice that you can... You can feel every every iteration from Galaxian up, upwards, they've made improvements. So Galaxian is just a single shot. Galaga, you can shoot. Know, you can shoot more than one K any one time. Yeah. So when you when you come to this and you go, oh, I can move up screen, but often you find that it's a bit of a hindrance as well because you end up flying towards enemies or flying towards bullets because that whilst you say they, they do roughly aim for you, that but they're pretty damn accurate. They're not yeah. far off. So yeah, like you say, it, it's not all it's cracked up to be that being able to move up the screen. Like for for the odd dodge, it's fine, but like with most things, just stay. No, Stay away. Stay away. Stay away from Padman. <laughs> you get two attempts at shooting the bonus carrying ship boss. So don't panic if you miss the first swoop around the screen. I got killed loads of times trying to shoot him because you lose your concentration, don't you? Mm. But you're focusing on him. So you kind of mm. move up again, the moving up bit. You move up for him to try and meet him head on. And then one of his mates comes around and goes, oh, that's my mate. And then he, he takes you out and you go, oh. Is that what he says? Yeah, there's no peripheral vision in 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 my mind anyway. No, damn it. So this is a secret. To, I didn't know this because I've not looked at the notes until today because I didn't want any kind of spoilers or anything like that. But yeah, secrets, Easter egg. So you enter service mode, but you keep start and button one pressed. Move the joystick left until the sound reaches nineteen. No, 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 19. Copyright 1984. Namco will appear on the screen. It's good, isn't it? Not much good, well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great. Why don't you just make it stay on the screen all the time? Maybe it was using up essential memory. Mm-hmm. Um, secret message in the high score entry of Gaplos. This is right, yeah. So, yeah. In the, in the high score entry of Gaplos, you have to enter a name, age, and blood type. Before we go on, Why? Mm. What? Why? Just so you can be docs. Do you need your postcode in as well, and your name and address, so people can come come and get you, and do like some identity theft? It's just very odd. I think it was a secret. They got your information over the in over the ARPANET as it was at the time, <laughs> and harvested your information, and then cloned you, and like Stepford Wives, that was Stepford blokes. In the eighties, and you went round and that. <laughs> Just, oi, I've seen you playing Gapless, right? Stop it. Uh, so yeah, right. So in high score entry, you put your name, age, blood type. There's two codes which can be entered here, but cannot be entered in the international version of the game. Name Jinniwa, so J N I W A R. So I'm not sure what they're alluding to there or who that is. Jinniwa, mm. what is it good for? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Age okay. 28, blood type, uh-oh, oh-oh, double-o, yeah. like James Bond. This makes a hidden message appear on screen that will not disappear until the game is power cycled. That's lovely for your screen burn, then. Here is the translation from Japanese. You have beaten Gaplos. In commemoration, we send you this message. Send a letter to Kojima at Namco. And it'll give something to the first ten respondents. Sorry, but turn off the power now. Wow, that was is that Japanese. I, well, yeah, I, that's not you've not beaten it just by putting your 
putting someone's name in, surely. No. This next one's interesting, though. Yeah, uh, eight lives per game. So if you put your name in as J-H-I-M-Y-J-Jimmage, age zero, and blood type O-O, you get yourself eight, eight lives per game. That's cheeky. Yeah, it requires resets to undo. So it, it just stay like that. That's good, isn't it? You could do that at Arcade Club and be like, oh, have that. Yeah, oh, that's a good idea. Graphics and sound, I think, keeps faithful to the series. Graphics and animation and sound are a bit more beefed up, in my opinion. Nice tunes, some extra tunes to add tension. Nice animation, more polished and much nicer. Do you know, on the... F I think there's a fourth level, I think, where the stars feel start scrolling up. And it goes dun-dun-dun-dun, like a sinister kind of sound. I think there's little touches in this game that, you know, there's a lot of thought gone into it. It's not just a left-right shooter. And that's yeah, they've tried. Yeah, they've tried, haven't they? They've gone, like I said, every everyone that's come and Gallagher eighty eight that came after this, possibly I'm not sure whether that's in the entire lineage, but they've always gone to put more, whether you like it or not. And I know that uh, I mean my personal favorite is Gallagher eighty eight. Uh, I know that Charlie Farr's obviously his favorite is Galaxian, but mm. they are yeah, you can they've they've tried at least they've not dialed it in. Yeah, yeah. Just to make money. Yeah. Cabinet art. I thought Marquee is super cool. Think the designers fell asleep on the control panel and bezel there. It's very plain. Side hat has very cool rectangular graphic on a panel, but it looked, I thought it was like a a, a kit because it looks like a, a sort of kind of sticker stuck on the side of the cab, doesn't it? Just it, to me. Yeah, it, it looks like an electrical midi and then someone's come along and put an AFL piece of paper on. Yeah, but it's... You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it's proper, it's the proper artwork. It's it's really nice artwork, but the rest of the cap is like red and orange stripes. And it's this nice blue gap plus rectangular, rectangular pitch on the side. But it, yeah, it's weird. I love the is, marquee though. It's really good, I think. Yeah. Is that cab, is it the same shape as a Galaxian and Gallagher? It looks it from where I'm sitting, but until you see all three alongside each other. Mm, it does look it, doesn't it? Hmm. It's nice. I like it. Oh, that arcade machine's lovely. <laughs> They're that lovely. And I put a Gallagher 3 flyer. That that logo there doesn't look a patch on the Gapless flyer, does it? That was what Bally, really. Bally Midway wanted to put the kit in for the American audiences, because Gapless... They might not get that it's Gallagher, or it's Gallagher 2, really, anyway, but they've called it Gallagher 3. Trivia, Trivia. Side note, it surprises me that there's still a one-button static game shoot-em-up, static screen shoot-em-up, being released in 1984, because you've got Exevius that came before it, which was scrolling. You've got Exerion, which was like 3D scrolling. You've got Gyrus, is through the tunnel you've got all these innovations and namco come out with a single screen shooter in 1984 i tried to look if there's any more and i can't i don't think there is i think you know like 1942 was coming along and there was a lot of them zevious clones with the fire and the bomb i think i, I wasn't so keen on them they're okay but you had like even stuff like time pilot was out and stuff and they're just sticking with this single screen thing but i think it works yeah yeah, certainly that they've um it's it's their niche and they're owning it, aren't they? Hmm. Basically. Yeah. 
Namco Bandai had retconned the first four Galaxian games and given them their own backstory in their own league. Have you seen this? Gallagher League. N- no. Let's have a look. It's a website. I think I mentioned it on when we did Gallagher because I found it then. Ooh. And it's got like some kind of weird backstory. It was the 23rd century. Humankind caught calling themselves Galaxians, come in contact with an ETI, extraterrestrial intelligence. And it goes on. So this is where I saw that Gallagher 91. I thought, oh, I've not heard of that. So I clicked on it and it's a Game Gear game. So I was playing that last night. Again, the, the, I, the you know, they're very proud of the history, but it, which, yeah, it's almost like they're proud of it in a way that they've gone, look, we, we made this and this is ours and we own it and we, we will continue to honour it in its subsequent releases you know what I mean rather than stray too far away from it yeah yeah let us take a look at the scores guys ooh right starts from the bottom Mark what no gravy 20,000 one punch Ron 20,200 Chris K. June 23,300 Swiss Liss Swiss Liss Swiss Liss 24,200 DNO Dunno you don't know. You don't know. 24,500. Victor Biscuits, aka Victor Marlin. I assume that's big, is it? Yeah. yeah. Victor Biscuits, 26,800. Guff Plus. <laughs> the insects are way too fast to dodge effectively. One go, 26,800. Gallagher 88, pished all over this. Too busy by half. Annoy. Annoy. Oh. John Singletary, te- John Singletary, 27,300. John Turner, I assume that's John Tron, who I believe you had the pleasure of meeting at Blackpool, didn't you? Yeah, so I'm at Alex's meet as well, yeah. Yeah, he's lovely. He's good at Lunar Lander. 27,700. Retro Rex. Rawr. That's a Tyrannosaurus Rex that I recorded. I went back in time and recorded it on my di- digital video recorder, which is over here on my left. As we can see, children, he got 28,650. Sing. 27, oh, sorry, Sing, 27,300. <laughs> I wonder if that's Mark Singleton. Might be. Virgil's Ante, 34,800. Zestara, the restorer of all your Zest products, 35,700. I hope I haven't doubled this up. I might have done. I think they might have got exactly the same score. Matthew Bridge, also 35,700. Exploding pinball man. Don't explode those pinballs. They're far too lovely. 39,500. <laughs> Andrew M45. Get down that M45. Whoosh, whoosh, overtaking. 40,700. Rob, direct, cur- direct current is not AC. It's DC. 46,300. James Wise Mids. 53,600. Finally made it onto the scoreboard. Pass X6. Yeah, 50,000 to get on the scoreboard, isn't it? Which is... Which is when you first play it, it's quite daunting, that. When you first play this, it it hits you in the face. <laughs> but then again, they all do. But you're like, oh, right, okay. I'm looking for an easy ride here, am I? Garen, Retro Schmupper, 59,100. Couldn't play many credits. That's newborns for you. Yeah, it's got a I little like baby. The... I say, has he got a new Ben? Yeah. Oh, they're hard work, aren't they? Yeah. Baby. I like the bonus stage, keep you uppy. There's, that's the, that's how we didn't describe it. It's keep you up here. You can mm. see some elements that made it into Gallagher 88. That's galactic dancing. That's what, that's what that is. Did, 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 yeah. 
Don Gratton, 62,800. Did the hack at the beginning where you wait till the ship's in going formation and then blast the second ship from the bottom left? Yeah, I think everyone should use that. It was it made the game easier to st- uh, well at least to start with anyway. Yeah, Pilbo, sixty-six thousand six hundred. Retro Paul, sixty-eight seven hundred. Neil, twenty to five, seventy-three thousand. Right here we go. So he's used he's used math symbols, right? I think yeah. so. He's not just used curly brackets, however. Gaplus, less than Gallagher, greater than Galaxian. Do the math, kids. 73k on the head. I appear to have plateaued. Ross Ross, 83,300. Great shout for this game, the disc, with the, the Drisk who chose it. Well, the added bonus is we, we all know who can be donors if we ever need to get some claret at an arcade meet. Don't get that. I like, I like claret. I'll tell you what though, there's two there's two wonderful things about about that. Ross Ross, he's a lovely man, and he mm. once gave me cheese. Yeah, me. And, uh, yeah, it's good cheese, isn't it? And yeah. um, as a regular listener to the RGDS podcast, I don't think I've heard a lovelier man than the Drisk. I've never met the Drisk in real life, but he comes across as a really lovely, positive man. And even when his granddaughter's destroying his retro <laughs> console collection, she's like, yeah, yeah, she just smashes it up. But it's all right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, how nice him, a man he is. <laughs> I've met him a few times. Yeah, he's really nice. Yeah, Ian Cullen, 105-100. Happy to break 100k. Not overly happy about the poor collision detection. Yeah, several people have said this, but I've not noticed that. The random gapless bonus and the kamikaze aliens and the slowdown. There is a tiny bit of slowdown. Not much, I don't think. Yeah, when you've got lots of wingmen and lots of bullets mm. and, and enemies on the screen, it, there is a bit, yeah. Peter Parrock. One hundred nine thousand nine hundred. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Old man Steve, one hundred sixteen thousand two hundred. This gets flipping fast. Maybe too fast for me. Captured as many many aliens as possible on level one. Then kept as many as I could for a game of keepy uppy on the first bonus stage. Got as far as I'm likely to get. So here's my score. Yeah, it's it's essential that you get them bonus levels. I was I was quitting if I was getting onto that level four. I think the first one with only two. Or, or not even any one oh. graphic. Uh, I was getting a minimum of four, otherwise I was quitting. I just looked at the score like longingly after I finished the bonus. Going, go, go. Oh. <laughs> I, I got nowhere near. We'll come to my score soon. I got. I could. It, that that was just a one-off. You know, you have those one-off games. I just couldn't get anywhere near it again. Yeah. Mister Messi, uh, one hundred sixteen thousand five hundred Gaplos slash Gallagher three. Shooting right in thorax, especially that one. Diddly, diddly, diddly. You're my wife now. <laughs> anyway, gets a bit too hectic, a bit too soon. Like a high-speed memory test. I like it, sort of. Bracket, score and sidekick. Majok, 147,100. Japing Barber, 149,700. Enjoying this one. Although, as is the case with a lot of arcade sequels, the original is better. Mmm. Needed the tip to get a better ship on round one to get a reasonable score. The bonus round is original. P.S. Is it normal not to know your own blood type? Next game, please. <laughs> That's a good point. I've given blood and I'm still going. I can't. I don't know what it was. I'm, mine's quite a rare blood type, apparently. Mine's Reese, just standard red type. Rhesus, some Rhesus pants, something like that, anyway. <laughs> Rhesus pieces. Rhesus pieces. It's chocolate. 
chocolate peanut butter. Goodness me. <laughs> Have we just done Salburgs? I can't remember. No. Oh, Salburg. 152,000. I don't remember who picked this one, but what a beauty. Love the graphics and the sound and the gameplay. is Super fun and a little too challenging. Oh, this one would have taken many more quarters in my, from my Velcro wallet if it was a bit easier to play. And uh, then this next guy, right, weirdo, this next one up, Sol, a.k.a. Sol the Ball, a.k.a. me. And I'd have put something humorous, I'd have known that, but it just simply says, first few stabs at Gaplus. That's it. But <laughs> I, I do prefer Gallagher 88, but this one's all right and all. Mm, right, yeah. Right, we're getting into the points now. Bill Wellham, 161-800. Gaplus is awesome. Well, little Louis not played, I don't think, not unless I've missed him. I hope not. His son. Gaplus is awesome, but I think I've reached my limit. After a while, it's just an unbeatable spinning blur of baddies and bullets. My eyes hurt. Tin brother of bronze. Tin brother of bronze. That's how you say it, isn't it? Something like that. <laughs> Two, 209,500. Annoying sound. Kamikaze enemies. Long boring delays between levels. <clears throat> Power up. Mechanic. Tedious challenging stages. Diagonal enemy bullets and... Diagonal, a first high score somewhere past level seven, in every way inferior to Galaga, and that's how he spelt it. Gal minus, more like. That's quite an, a good score to say he had all those problems with it. Yeah, I thought that. With five points, he is Jimmy, 222,500. With six points, Dell's Arcade, with 228,800. With seven points. Rygar, 277,800. With eight points, that dastardly tronads. With 323,800, a rare, brackets these days, entry for me. I used to play this a lot back in the day. Apart from the collision detection, I'm a fan. Well, I'm second with 351,700. Right up until... 30 minutes before the score line <laughs> deadline i was first and then matt neo mk sneaks in at like 10 to 5 with a score that beats me by 4,355,900. Three and he's put nice shooter in short bursts the series peaked here for me improving vastly over galaxian and gallagher but also easier than gallagher 88 mastering the bonus round kick-ups is the key but also chuffing tedious Finally, graphics and sound fit well. Thumbs up, just. Oh. Well That's done, Matt. Good score, that. That's what's known as a Billy Mitchell. He sent, he sent the tape in, hasn't he? Yeah. Sent it, sent it in late. Get it, his powder it, dry. It, I thought, I think I had that. I got that score a few days ago. No one's getting near it apart from Trone. I thought, yes, I'm going to get 10 points when I had 10 points rages. And then Matt Neo and Kay comes in. God damn it. Well played, mate. You've done very well there. Thanks to all our players who have played this game, you have been playing a game that has been worth playing, I think. Yeah, man. Uh, so John Singletary. Wish I could have put more time in with this very fun game, which I will spend more time with. Also, a sentimental favourite in that this is a game that most grabbed Vic and I's attention when I visited the UK in 2019 and we went to two, lo two of the locations of Four Quarters. They had a cocktail table version and we got so into it, we ended up forgetting to eat dinner. Wow. Oof. Richard Young, hello to you both. My arcade psychic username is RetroRex, fairly new player. Gaplus is like a Maryland cookie. First one is great, second one is alright. 
After that, your crumbs. Crumbs everywhere. Too fast, too much happening, and not enough time to apply the tips I've heard elsewhere about second alien bonus, etc. Also, didn't realise I could move forwards until I until go four. Dope, not for me. Love Gallagher, but not this update, I'm afraid. Retro Rich, thank mm. you for that. Ports and sequels. We've got Gallagher 88 in 1987. We've got that huge Galaxian 3 theatre thing that Bruno in over in Europe has somewhere, or did have. And I didn't know there was another version of it. There's Project Dragoon in 1990, and there's another one. It couldn't have been another theatre. It just must have been another game that you can install, I would think. Attack of the Zolgia. Have you seen that thing, that massive thing? No, it's, no, it's, I don't think it, I have. It's called a, a theatre, and you can. It's a. It's huge, like the side of half, half of a house, and you can walk in it. And I think it's like a bench that you sit on, like some of these newer games. I think it's an unreal shooter. I don't think it's got much to do with Galaxian. Ah, uh, right. Why are they called it Galaxian Three? I don't know. <laughs> just, just, they're just daft. Inconsistency. It's that kind of stuff that drives me mad. I think they've like taken a some out of Wonder Boy's book, haven't they? Oh God. <laughs> or, or the Super Mario on Game Boy Advance. That went bonkers, that thing, didn't it? Super Mario Advance 3 was Mario World. or so. always bonkers, wasn't it? Gallagher Arrangement came next, 1995, which is part of the Namco Class- Classics Collection Volume 1. Oh, I haven't played that. I haven't played that. That's an arcade game, isn't it? Gallagher Destination Earth, which is Game Boy Advance, PC, CD-ROM and PlayStation. Gallagher Arrangement, 2005, PSP. And then you've got extra stuff. Gallagher Legions, Gallagher Legions DX, Gallagher 3D Impact. Is there not a massive one? Is there not one of the massive ones like Space Invaders Frenzy? Is there not a Gallagher Frenzy? Like a Ticket Redemption thing? I'm not sure. Maybe. One of those things. Mm. There might be. What changes, improvements? What do you think, mate? Well, I think, well, like I said, they've always tried, whether they're improvements or not, I think they think they're improvements. So... Like I said, moving up screen is an improvement. Uh, what would I change? Uh, what would I improve? I don't think you can really improve on anything because the improvements have been provided to you. Uh, I did see the collision detection sometimes, but to my benefit. So I can't really complain about that that much. Mm. Um, it's difficult to... No, I think, I think it's all right. I think it's difficult to to suggest changes and improvements when you've got Gallagher 88 already in your mind that made changes and improvements for better or certainly different and gave you more, you know, with the warps and the rest of it. So, no, I think I think it's all right. I think it sits it sits nicely in in the uh, lineage. I think. Hmm. Yeah, I do. I, I think it's far too much emphasis on the bonus rounds because you get fifty thousand, and it, it ah. really bumps your score up. So I think yeah. that's, I think they should do some that's maybe. Maybe a bit of that kind of thing, but maybe similar to the Gallagher attack waves or something in between. Yeah, if you, if you, yeah, it certainly, the score, yeah, if you're focusing on the scoring, which obviously we are for this, the balance is somewhat off, yeah. You get it off from the bonus, don't you? Get um, a lot like of it. To be. And it can, can be a bit boring as well, can't it? Yeah, you get more points when your enemies are in flight, when they're dropping down towards you, which I think is in every one, isn't it? If you shoot them in formation, you get 100. I think if you shoot them when they're coming towards you, you get 300. But that is all to that's all you can you can try your hardest with that, 
but then the bonus really knocks it off kilter, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it, you. You crazy <laughs> pick you crazy pixels. Annoy. Right, annoy or enjoy? I think enjoy. A bit more depth and variety than the previous two games with different power-ups and ship speed. A lot of thought, I think, has gone into this. But I don't think it matches the absolute majesty and perfection of the original Galaxian. I still play that now. Maybe better than Gallagher, though, for me. I think, I think, not as good as Galaxian, better than Gallagher's. The, the Gallagher's, all the Gallagher's. Yeah, I enjoy... I enjoy them all, but isn't it funny how we've all got different rankings? I think for me, Galaxian's the weakest. <gasps> uh, and Gallagher gives you a bit more. This gives you more, but it's not really. It's like too much cake. This one. That's for my, and then you've got Gallagher eighty-eight, which is like a really good one. But I'm not sure whether Gallagher Gallagher eighty-eight is my personal favourite. But is it better than Gallagher? Possibly not. But Gallagher improves on Galaxian. So, I mean, everyone's different, of course. But yeah, mm. I, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But it's not, it's not the best out of those four for me. Probably the third best out of those. Maybe, maybe it's the weakest out of those four. But still, it's good. So yeah, mm. enjoy, enjoy. Yeah, right. This is the last word. Meaning, what would we play instead of Gaplus? Easy one for me. I would play Galaxian instead of Gaplus. Yeah, I'd play Gallagher 88 because it's a bit daft and it's got galactic dancing. Yeah, yeah, there's good bits in there, isn't there? There's, there's um, lots of different versions of that Gallagher 88 and the Gallagher 90, Gallagher 91. There's some decent yeah, ones. Yeah, I've got it for I've got it for the PC Engine. It's not it's not a bad version. It's, some people reckon it's better than the arcade. I think I need a stick. That's the problem. Again, with most console games that you take home, so I nearly... I nearly pulled the trigger on that Capcom collection on the Switch today because mm. there's no point There's no point buying it on Steam or anything like that because we've all got MAME on his PC. When you're out and about, it's a perfect little thing to play all those Capcom games. But you need to play 1942 with a stick. You need to play... You need yeah, to play. Yeah. And so you can get sticks for the PC Engine or you can mod joypads and stuff. But um, yeah, it's good, but it's not great with, with a little D-pad. Hmm. This move a little deeper. <laughs> You're not a singing. I'm the only one that's singing. With this groovy arcade emulation thing in my cow, which is just set to arcade, I have had PC Engine running on it before, but I've not bothered uh, setting it up this time. And Mega Drive and all that lot, you know, Sonic on a big 28 inch monitor, but PC Engine running Star, the Soldier games and Gunhead. Uh, and Gunhead. That. Yeah, mm. it's brilliant. Head. It's great. It's really great. good on, on the large screen. It's excellent on a large CRT. Well, I'll have to, I'll, we'll have to compare notes next when I see Arcade Club about what setup you've got. I know yeah. uh, Rich Junksin is he's offered to put something together for me to put in my candy cab. But yeah, I need to, I need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Next show's game.
Right, next show's game. It is the lovely ghost guest. It's the ghost guest. Uh, he's haunted himself. The guest. This guest. Guest Ooh, host. It's coming like a ghost guest. <laughs> what have you picked, young man? Uh, well, funnily enough, it's got ghosts in it. Um, oh, it's that's good. Packland uh, from Namco. So we're keeping in the Namco theme, aren't we? And same year as well there was again i'll give you a quick potted history i know you asked about me i care but i'll give you a quick potted history of my gaming history that i grew up in pubs so um my mum and dad took their first pub in 1980 so i think i'd have been four that would that would explain your drinking problem wouldn't it yeah probably yeah i've not i've only had tea today i've, I've got to be on best behavior oh, yeah. um <laughs> but the first game i ever remember playing was in 1980 or maybe 81 asteroids because they had it in the first pub that they were that they that they had or that they certainly trained at uh playing asteroids to the soundtrack of brick in the wall by um pink floyd and then um i got myself my amstrad as a as a home computer uh, my cousin had an atari 2600 so we played that then in the pub came commando and then we had 1942 and then we had kung fu master and then we had Terra Cresta. Uh, oh, I missed out Frogger. We had Frogger before all those. So I had this steady stream of arcade games, and obviously we didn't. I had to pay for them. And then you go to Scarborough, and you spend all your time in the arcades with a bag full of ten pences, a little plastic money bag full of ten pences. Yeah. And then when I went to college in like '92, arcades were on the way out then. But in Wakefield we had an arcade called Playland, which interestingly is where 17-bit started above there, which became Team 17. So they were in like a little office above this arcade. And um, in that arcade was just a long row of electrocoin cabs. And they had Sunset Riders, Splatterhouse, Packland, Hypersports, Bubble Bobble, R-Type, and they were just in there just forever and then you know you got your mortal combat came in and then that went virtual racing came in and that went our type leo came and went but these and, and sky kid was another one and that row of cabs would probably play because i was at college for three years because i didn't i didn't concentrate at school <laughs> yeah. that, that's that's my row of arcades so when a lot of people have all this nostalgia for defender and space invaders and, and all that for me it's 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 that row of electrocoin goliaths that um that housed packland which is why i've gone for packland here because i think it's it's an amazing game and it predates super mario brothers which a lot of people seem to think is like the first side scrolling platform and that but it's before super mario brothers and oh, that of course it is yeah mm. but yeah great great game and it's as much as i love it it's not a game that i've really really spent a lot of time with you know, to get scars and stuff. So I thought, what a great opportunity. Yeah, I'm going to say, right, uh, that the the ROM is Packland, P-A-C-L-A-N-D, easy, lives three default, difficulty A, average default, extra lives are default, which is 30K, 80K, 150K, 300K, 500K, and 1 million. I reckon you can pick whatever round you want to start on because... The it, Depending it, on how brave you are. <laughs> yeah, because I've tried it on the what is it? Is it is it a round or a story or something? Each each 
there's a set of levels and you can st- I started on level five and I just got absolutely destroyed so it's probably better if you're a newcomer to start earlier on but I reckon if you can start at you can start at any level and good luck if you want to start on the do <laughs> what you want <laughs> you, get, you get more bonuses you must get more bonus points if you finish one of these other levels or set of levels but you get massive bonuses yeah, it's like Tempest or Clax, isn't it? Where you've got an option at the start to go, well, I'll go in, I'll go in swinging. Yeah. And if you're good enough, you'll be, you'll be rewarded. But man, <laughs> <Good luck. laughs> yeah, it is. I'm, I'm going to start, I've tried it a bit. I'm going to start at the start and get better at it and then try and get to one of them other labels. Yeah, but start on any level you want. That'll make it more interesting. And if you do manage to finish one of them levels, I think you get 80,000 straight away. But I'm not sure what the scoring system is on it anyway. I've put it here. I recommend you use three buttons as in the arcade rather than the stick and one button. But I changed my mind. I was using <laughs> I was using a joystick and one button. I was doing better. So I don't know. Do what you want. Submit your score. Arcade ROMs only, please. No scores from consoles or computer compilations because they are sometimes different... You can submit your score on Twitter as hashtag 10p score. That's 10PSCORE. On Sidekick app, very highly recommended, in the 10 pence club section. Email to the site. You can message Vertvik, vertvik at 10pencearcade.co.uk. Facebook, as a comment on the Facebook podcast post. You can post it in UK VAC if you're on that forum. You can post it, do the Internet of Things so you can, you know, send it to your online fridge desperate housewife if you see one of them give her, give her the uh, <laughs> give her a bit of paper here's my ice score put, on put Pat 10 pence in her oh here's my ice score on Patland love get away from me Elon Musk if you can get hold of him I was speaking to him the other day or not you can yeah any any of them just get us get us get us get us stuff <laughs> get us scores for god's sake uh, the deadline for score submission is Monday, the 11th of July, 2022, UK time, please, which is different to other times, apparently, around the world. <laughs> so there, yeah. You know, Elon Musk is got, he's going into the bread bread game. Is he? Uh, he yeah, Elon Crust. Elon Crust. Yeah, but he's going to get competition from, like, uh, from Russia with Vladimir Gluten. <laughs> oh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Thanks for having me, Sean. Thank yes, you. thank you. It's been very entertaining. Thank you very much, Sol. It's been brilliant. And yes, we've I've really enjoyed it, and I hope you've enjoyed it, kids. We'll catch you next time on the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast, which was a little bit of arcade and a lot of rambling. But thank you very much. <laughs> L- love you all. Love you. Bye. Bye. You can download or play the podcast. Read all the show notes and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10pencearcade and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. <laughs>